0: Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this every mic you're about to hear, we, we swear, the, the best, best podcast of, of the year. year. So, so. Here we go. Scream Bravo. Also, if you, you didn't know, this is, is our show. show. Hey, I like that. Here we go. America. winning the light. welcome 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 to our monday show here at america 20 to life i'm your host mike lynn here are my beautiful wife and co-host erica lynn what's up babe? what's up we're here with our third installment third fourth installment fourth installment of the candidate series uh, with linda keith who is uh running for city council at large uh we have already had uh claretta duckett freeman on uh, we have uh, Rachel coming on in July, I believe. From and then we have Grant Blood on uh, Wednesday, I believe.
1: Yep, next Wednesday. We
0: so
2: have we, both Rachel Willis and um, Oprah Renault will be in July.
0: Yeah, but I was I was talking about the at large race. Oh, oops. so what we're missing from this group is uh, Spadafore and Jeff Brown, mm-hmm. who have not answered to um, they their response yet. Yeah, no, yeah. they
2: didn't even say no.
0: I don't know. Well, they just <laughs> they're just like, not giving us credit for our 3,000 followers that, I'm like, that watch this show. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know, people are going to come where they feel like they need to be uh, for this election process. But I'm happy that Linda has decided to show up here. She hit us back and said, yep, I'm here. Uh, what do you want me at? So here we are. And we just had our power go out twice. twice. So as crazy as that is, we had our open house or it was coming to America over the weekend Saturday great turnout actually it was a good time
2: especially for the weather being the way it was
0: yeah it was trash the weather was terrible was uh but still i mean we had a full house yeah I, I think we found out our capacity limits for the building pushed it a little it, it went good <laughs> we had two or three rounds of burgers that went on the grill some went on later about 1 30 in the morning two yeah. o'clock in the those morning those were the best we watched the fight watched uh tank uh, take it down which was dope, great Tank Davis. Fight. Uh, yeah, it was an awesome fight. It was one of the best fights I ever seen. To Literally. be honest with you, them boys was. It was they great. They both. I mean, they both won the fight. I mean, Tank took it down in the, in eleventh round, uh, with a TKO. Hit him. Mm-hmm. Got a liver shot on him. Hit a chin shot, put him down. But. It was just a dope time. And what I was saying all that to say is that the power didn't go out one time. Mm-mm. So thankfully the power didn't go not out during that in process. The day when
2: there was like tornadoes touching down other places, power was fine.
0: Yeah. So as soon as uh, Linda showed up, knocked on the door, our power <laughs> zoop went out. And Erica's like, go check the breaker. I'm like, <laughs> hell no. Our basement is a Michigan basement. This building is a hundred and years old. I'm not going down there by myself. Literally, as stupid as that, stop- it's stupid as that. It's like, I'm a firefighter. If it was on fire down there, I would go down there. But <laughs> because it's not. And I'm going to have to get a picture of this basement, yo. Like this basement, like the, the hallway going down to the basement looks like some haunted stuff. It's like catchy. when you turn the corner, it's like all dark and it's inviting. It's just like, <laughs> I'm telling you, and this building is so old. Like I opened up our our uh, ceiling up top to look in there. And it's, it's like you can tell how old the building is when you look up there. So I don't know. I'm I'm i just And it's don't, dark. Yeah, I don't like spirits and stuff. It's and like, I feel it's like that
2: special kind of dark Basements are six
0: feet under where where did dead he bodies be. The underworld. They talk about it all the time. I'm just I'm very I'm very I don't like energy. But anyways, power came back on dope, so we good to go.
2: We uh, went to the basement to check the break. Yeah,
0: I had to go down with my wife because she checks everything out and stuff like that. Like, I will I will face off with the militia, but I'm not going in that basement by myself while the thunder is banging up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm straight. All the settings for a haunted moment were there. Like, it's dark. The thunder and lightning is crackling. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> power just went out. That's all how it all starts. Like, what happened to Mike Lynn? Well, it started off, there was like a storm. <laughs> And then the power I went was out
2: flickering and-, and,
0: you know, he told me he didn't really want to go down there, But anyway, he'd been missing for 30 days. We don't <laughs> know where he's at. Last we seen him was going down in the basement and I got drawn into some portal. <laughs> I don't deal with that. It's a whole lot of things I ain't worried about. Oh but that's not one of them. Uh, but anyways, uh, weekend was good. I thought we had a good time. I got the we got the wall. If you guys can't see the wall, but we have this wall with the murals at some of you guys have probably seen it in our pictures. But we got a bunch of people who signed the wall that was here. It was dope. It's a good little. It was a good little time. It, it was. Got it was to chop awesome. it up. We played darts. Everybody was talking about the dive bar, uh, dive bar uh, atmosphere, which, which is goal. exactly what we was going for. So that worked out perfectly.
2: We're like a uh, like hole in the wall type.
0: Farhan so. says, take your gun with you. Bro, what am I going to do with my gun to a ghost? That's why I don't that's, mess with things that I can't talk to. That's literally it. If I see a ghost, I could be like, yo, I got 35 rounds on me right now. You don't want that problem. The ghost gonna be like, yeah. I've never seen a gun work on a ghost. Or like, what's the movie, Um, the one movie, uh, what is the new one? The new one we tried to watch, oh, but it was um, kind of stupid.
2: Oh my gosh, what is it? It starts with a C the about the couple that yeah but like what is it hand. it's the conjuring conjuring too
0: but them the things in the conjuring like no bullets gonna help it but also you never seen somebody try to use a gun on one either that's true far on, you might be going somewhere with that <laughs> i've never seen nobody use a gun on a ghost but not a ghost like ghost ghost but like one of those that like comes in the body form i've never seen nobody use one on. i one feel
2: like them. i have in some movies and it, it doesn't work it don't I love that we're having like um, a ghost strategy conversation right yo, now. Yo, you got to
0: talk about it. It's not when it will happen. It's not. It's not if. It's when. When in, I yo. So this this. See, whole, I've had
2: some crazy spiritual stuff happen in my life. So. Whole he off won't subject, even let me
0: tell him. Whole off subject situation. This is how anxiety works. I always think about all the things that go on in people's lives over like you know the 70, 80 years they get to live, mm-hmm. and I'm I like count them off. Like okay, I've already had a broken bone, so that's over with. Okay, I've already did this. So that's good. But these things are to come. Like the probability of these things happening to you in life are going to come. And one of them is a paranormal experience.
2: See what's already happened for me.
0: Yeah, but not where, where somebody grabbed you like that though. You know I mean, what I'm closed. saying?
2: Not not snatched, but I mean
0: the ants walking through your closet is not the same thing as <laughs> like some like something reaching out of a wall and grabbing you, like to pull you in. Yeah, no, that happens to. I mean, the probability that happening to you. Like we're huh? we're learning more and more that this stuff is real though.
2: In some fashion or form. Like we aliens
0: a, are real. We know that now to be fact. Were
2: you, we had that conversation. Why on is Saturday it even
0: you just jump past that? Everybody's not thinking about the fact that we know now. No, aliens but that's are what a I mean. Thing. We
2: had that conversation on Saturday. I was going to ask, were you standing there when that got no. passed? It was really cool because somebody was like, question, because I just want to know, like, take the temperature real quick of the room. Do you believe in ghosts or spiritual beings, or whatever? And like, pretty much everybody was like, in some fashion, yeah. And then it turned into, well, we now know for yeah. the government yeah that there are, are definitely real. aliens and it, it literally a thousand into to die
0: yeah exactly <laughs> oh
2: so i'm like yeah no samara see my if, concern if, see if a tarantula enters the scene that's when i gotta go so yeah i'll sh- take the ghost yo so let me tell y'all how this went
0: when we went down in the basement i went down first And then I went to the breaker and then went to the other breaker. And then Erica turned around and darted out. Like, it's like, you let me come down there first (laughs) to catch all the spider webs. That's what you was concerned about. And so you wasn't going to let you like, wasn't, you wasn't going to walk out last. You wanted to walk out first Mm -hmm. because you know, the path is clear. Mm -hmm. Like nothing dropped down.
2: Mm -hmm. And in, in our time together, thankfully. I'm
0: always the catcher. He is
2: the spider catcher. He always All in my face, mouth,
0: everything. And I always and i always think as soon as it happens i'm like yo you are so lucky i went down first because that mug was huge and like i had to grab it off and me and I it felt it like an head. actual thing <laughs> i had to roll it up in my fingers to if, throw it away like yeah
2: have y'all ever done that where you brush something off and you feel the body on your hand
0: that's so satisfying you know you got it my mouth a what bit. happens when you brush it and don't feel it that's uh, the worst that's no. when you get naked <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've come up my out my clothes before. Yeah,
0: that's like, when you have to come up out of all of it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um so anyways i was gonna say something oh he said a thousand ways to die so my concern is not dying honestly our dying is the worst is the least of my worries the, the worry is actually living through the event and knowing <laughs> that it happened to you and having to realize that you just dealt with like that that situation think, honestly that's what i'm thinking I think about, about it at four in yeah. the morning when you
1: get up to use the restroom yeah something
0: grabbed me it's still not nobody believes me you know like could you imagine being a victim of that nobody will believe you <laughs> nobody thinks you're telling the truth everybody thinks you're crazy and, like, it really happened to you. Think about all the people. Who, there was them kids over in Kenya, I believe it was. They're at that school. And a UFO <gasps> dropped right down on the playground. Yes. And there was multiple kids that had that, that experience and, and watched this happen. Yeah, Witnesses yeah. that recount this. Yep. And nobody believed them. And
2: everybody's just like, see, that's just a defense mechanism. People believe them. We know it happened. It it's, happened. it's It's blissful ignorance. the it same is. reason
0: why people don't believe us about Andy Short.
2: <laughs> yeah you know so that's it blissful ignorance
0: yeah um yeah she says yes please clear the room and let me know yeah i know that same way um mm. so anyways
2: invest in a spider clearer
0: yeah so we are going to uh continue on with this series we talked about we got grant blood on wednesday which i ha- I actually had a chance to speak with him uh one-on-one for about 10-15 minutes at juneteenth it was a pretty good productive conversation i mean i think that A lot of the people who run for uh, government in some form or fashion that are normal people, not people that are like planted by big companies or nothing like that. But normal people, they all have like this end result that trying to get to that. I think all of our end results are the same. I don't know anybody that's ran. It's like I just want all the people to be oppressed more than they already are. You know what I'm saying? It's always like I want to free the people. I want to have safety. I want schools to be good. But we all kind of have different paths to getting there. That's it. And that's just really how different ways that they believe. Yeah, that's kind of how I've taken from uh from him and then, you know, our conversation with Linda as well is kind of the same thing. It's just it's really equity driven. Um, just just how we get there and maybe even some understanding of what that means. Uh, you can't understand completely unless you have lived experience, I believe. I mean, you can you can try to get it and try to have an understanding of it, but unless you open your mind and listen or have lived experience, it's gonna be really hard. So uh, we'll have that type of conversation today. Anything else? Oh, the Miami. That is crazy what's going on down there.
2: It's sh- honestly shocking, especially when you keep start hearing all the things coming out of it, like all of the inspections and complaints. And like this has been happening for like 10 years.
1: Did
0: you see the video? No. They have a video that <sighs> somebody took for whatever reason of like the cracks in this building like right at the spot where it fell off and and dropped down could you imagine that though
2: well probably the video wait this is after it happened
0: no
1: before before they were
2: taking pictures yeah probably because it's coming out now that some of the residents were scared they were terrified and so they were taking pictures and video to send to them because they said that they were hearing creaks and cracking and weird sounds like
0: this is this is like the problem nobody ever listens Joe. Nobody ever listens until a catastrophe happens. Like, then it's T- like
2: like Tina just said, Tina says, yes, everyone looks at you like, right. And you sound like a crazy person trying to convince them. Why does it always have to be that way? It's
0: like that with everything, man. Everything. I swear, like people just press things off until the, the very end or until somebody dies. It's like always that de- death is always that let's get started on this problem now. It's mm-hmm. just like with counsel, like coming to council talking about the, 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 um, violence in the city for a year. What do you think defund police is about, you guys? It's about public safety and figuring out ways to stop violence and give resources to people so that they don't have to do crime or other things like as such. That's what this all has been about from the beginning. Yep. And it's like all of a sudden now everybody's in tune and wants to get involved and, you know, believes that there's a problem because, you know, this last incident happened. But this stuff has been happening over and over and over, over again. and over. Yes. For the, for at least over a year and a half now, it's been crazy in the city of Lansing gunshot. And that's another thing I think is really important to to mention is that people always talk about the deaths, but what about, I know, I know young people right now, everyone on McCarran led around. In their in body somewhere. Got shot in the thigh, got shot in the leg, got shot in the stomach.
2: Or didn't get shot, and they're carrying around the fear and what happened. Yeah. You know?
0: But it's just, for me, it's like, why does somebody gotta die before y'all? Like, how many shootings are happening? What's the analytics on that? Like, just the shootings, aside from everything else, how many calls are y'all getting for gunshots? Because just because you heard gunshots doesn't mean, or so, let me say it this way. Just because somebody didn't die or go to the hospital doesn't mean somebody didn't get shot. Do
1: mm. you know
0: That's what I'm saying? True. What I'm saying?
2: That's
1: true. That
0: doesn't mean somebody didn't didn't get shot. So this this city is a whole lot more dangerous than even we know. I shouldn't say we because I get it. But even more dangerous than the most of the average person knows by what you see on the news. Everybody's like, well, I didn't hear about a death for two weeks. Yeah, but 15 people got shot
2: within that time, within that time
0: frame. So does that is that better because they didn't die? My goodness. And you think they're investigating shootings? No, the police show up. If ain't nobody talking, whatever. Be to yourself with your lead. That's how they feel exactly it's that's like it, crazy
2: it's just easier to act like that's not like as they're the problem a, yeah or because you
0: won't tell then we're not going to investigate
2: or that it's not as big as a problem as everything but else what's the danger
0: they put themselves in when they say something and the police he, don't go arrest them you see what i'm saying even there's more so dangerous there's so much danger when they're not really doing their job i was asked today by city pulse um my um my uh, thoughts on the five officers being being hired and so on and so forth. And then just plainly stated, you know, it's performative. It's it's election season. I, if I was a general, if I was general public or the citizens of the city, I wouldn't trust anything coming out of downtown right now. I mean, everything that comes out of there is like last ditch effort to get somebody to say, oh, they're not a bad person. You know, that person is pretty good. I mean, look, at they did this thing and everything is performative. It doesn't really have any impact. It's more or less to make you feel safe than really be safe, uh, it's just crazy. It just really is. I, I, I'm going to say this live on the show right now. Any of you all that are watching could take this back. Andy, put our differences aside and let's figure out a way to work, man, to get the city to be safe. I'm offering that up. I'm being the bigger man. I've already was the bigger man. But now I'm, I'm going to be the bigger man here and say, I will. I'm willing to while you're still in that seat, sit our differences aside and sit down at a table and figure out what we can do from your seat. And where you are in my seat and where I am to try to help the city, man, because it's, it's about the kids. It shouldn't have to do nothing about our personal stuff. I've heard the waves that you say you won't work with me or the village. You need to stop. That's childish.
1: What could be
2: more important?
0: As childish. Than well, solutions, his, his ego and feelings. But that's what I'm asking him to lay down right exactly. now.
2: Exactly. What could be more important? And trust me, yeah. we've had this conversation. I'm a you're dead to me type person, but I will make some concessions. Right. <laughs> it, yes, it is insane, Deborah. I All right. So, so real quick before yeah. we um, jump into something else, because this is something that I I, for, I literally forgot last show, but I wanted to talk a little bit and some of you may have already heard about what's going on in Grand Ledge. And I really wanted to bring that up because it's kind of flying under the radar a little bit, but I think it's really important for people to understand and know what's going on out there because this has been a longstanding issue that's kind of been known, but like it's the worst kept secret in the area but Grand Ledge has had a lot of issues for a very long time surrounding race, concerning race, concerning issues, complaints, etc. Um, my niece actually graduated graduated from Grand Ledge. So this is not a new problem, but there's been a group for probably the last year that was formed um, by a woman named Margot And I believe someone else, possibly just her, but it's called Action and Accountability Grand Ledge Alliance for Diversity. So this group was formed about a year ago during the George Floyd unrests, during all of those that situation, and it was really to address um, some of the things that they were seeing. And how it kicked off was really ugly because one of the school board members, um, a prominent school board member that was very popular and very esteemed and respected and renowned. I've
0: known him for um, years. He would never do that.
2: That's it right there, and that's literally what happened. He went online and publicly blamed george floyd for his own murder and it was disgusting so they went on a launch to say that's not okay and you gotta go and they they, they, know, they fought it. they well they fought it hard and it was crazy because normally you know with that kind of community something like that doesn't usually go as far as it did but they did not let it go and they organized and they got people together and they got people on board and that's where the group was you know uh formed and he ended up having they unanimously voted him out. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what happened with his employer. Um, they may have too. I don't really recall that. But either way, I thought
0: he got fired from his job first, so. and then he got yeah, voted and off then the got board.
2: voted out of the board. But they were fighting for him, like you know, you know how that goes. So that happened. So since then, they haven't stopped working. So let's be clear. This wasn't just like a one and done thing. They have been working hard to transform the school district to be more equitable for their students, for their black and brown students. We'll cut to this year. Mm. The superintendent. Oh, wait, it was the superintendent. Yeah, it was a superintendent. So the search was on. And it boiled down to the candidates and the candidate that ended up being elected. <laughs> I was, love when
0: this happens. Tell me the story. Tell me was, about how it all went
1: great. It
2: was a black man.
1: Whoop, whoop.
2: <laughs> so and great resume. Absolutely the guy for the job. Like he, he definitely was the candidate out of, you know, what there was to choose from. And uh, he was supposed to be, I guess, like voted in or whatever the case may be um, a couple weeks ago. So confirmed. I have to tell you, <laughs> He was
0: confirmed, actually.
2: Um, not that night, the first oh, yeah. night when he was supposed to. So I, this is why I brought this up, because I have to tell y'all what happened. This sounds like They're a They are stealing our jabs. This sounds like a, a scene out of a movie. So I'll read you. I'll kind of paraphrase it. I won't read the whole thing. But it was an in-person. So they start, they've start. started doing in-person stuff. It was an in-person Grand Lodge Board of Education meeting, and this was two Mondays ago. It had to be recessed prematurely because a group of parents and community members were disrupted public comment they were speaking over time limits verbally attacking board members and yelling obscenities the group seemed to be very upset over the possibility of critical race theory in curriculum and the continuation of masks being worn in schools what those were the two main things right um, the board was called child abusers for the mask things. I mean, they like, were calling happy, yo. They, that, they, now were call- they feeling
0: how we feeling, but they mad about some dumb stuff. Th-
2: yeah, they were calling the Board of Education racist. Um, they called Dr. Carter Andrews racist. Um, she is providing the consultation for the EDI committee. Um, they feel that any conversation having to do about, with racism is inherently racist. So that was their big gripe there. They also brought in their own right-wing media outlet to record. So, just picture this, y'all. This it was a huge disruption. It was like over a hundred. It was L.S.J. reported on. It, it was like over a hundred people came in there.
1: Mm.
2: Um, it was very aggressive. It was it was intended to be an aggressive disruption. Now, do you remember what I told you about what was supposed to happen at this meeting? Doctor Davenport, the first black man, um, if it would have been a woman, it was probably the first minority ever to hold this position oh, ever sure. um yeah he was supposed to be confirmed that night and this all happened so his in family front of was him. probably
0: there oh my god
2: this all happened in front of him so they were supposed to finalize his contract that's it um so yeah he was present at the meeting and it was his very first formal introduction to the grand ledge school district welcome
0: to grand ledge he left
2: without a contract that night um so yeah they were pretty embarrassing they said it was white supremacy in full display people felt unsafe they were physically threatened it was a hot mess um so in true fashion from that point to today they've been organizing getting the word out asking for peaceful solidarity and support and there was a meeting tonight which i don't know how it went I'm sure we'll see, but they had a meeting tonight. They did end up signing his contract Yeah, last week. They signed it. Um, but but they can had you imagine a,
0: how him and his family had to feel like brand new to this city? And this is what happens. Like, I mean, I don't know. That's like, this is like integrating schools for the grand Les. They feel like this is the sixties. Right. There here.
2: were some people that felt like that. They literally put pictures of um, signs like they were making, you know, they were making the comparisons, you know, the signs about integrating schools and then a sign, you know, people with signs talking about critical race theory. Well, they just had an issue. Same.
0: I think a year ago. What did,
2: what did come I don't know. Can y'all hear us? Oh, that
0: was your that was your headphones. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, they just had they just actually had a whole issue with the Confederate flag hats and stuff. Like they had to ban the Confederate flag from the school. Remember?
2: Yeah, because people were still like displaying it on their in their trucks and in their vehicles and on their clothing and in hats at school at school.
0: Yeah. Can you hear? Yeah. Okay. I don't know whose headphones those were. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's, that's a whole thing. Uh, grand ledge has got a lot of work to do. Um, I think that until they start to have affordable housing out there. And if you go out to grand ledge, you see, there's maybe like, I think two apartment complexes that you can afford to live in to, to to be out there. Um, uh, a buddy of mine that I actually play cards with lives out there and I was scared to death when I had to go out to his house when he was like, I live in grand ledge. And this was just recently Mm -hmm. I rode out there and, uh, you know, I was asking him how he felt out there. and He was like, oh, it's not bad. I mean, I've, I've had a pretty decent time out here and whatnot. Uh, he's got young kids, but I don't know. I think that it's like any place you're going to have p- great people. And then you're going to like all those people you just talked about are from Grand Led. So any place you go, you're going to have good and bad. And um, mm-hmm. I think the climate of the country today is just making it so much easier to be polarized with your hate. And and they pick issues like this. They're picking the pick mask issues or pick uh, it's gonna be you something. know, critical race theory. You know, whatever. The, I I just I have I I don't know. The critical race theory thing is like, people don't want the they don't want people to know the truth. I mean, how uncomfortable is it for us to have to sit? And you know, the first time that I watched Roots again, I've always told this story. Is in Holt, I was the only black kid in the room, uh, and we watched that whole series over like three weeks. It sucked because they all made jokes and laughed it's pretty much the same way that um uh diversity training goes at work especially if you're like in, in a in a fire department or police you know where just there's this buddies this good old boy type atmosphere it's like everybody doesn't want to be there they talked about having to go for like two weeks and it's on the schedule and they're mad about it and you know that this is to make you feel comfortable that they're going to and they're all disappointed and playing about it and angry about it and then get in the class and nobody and then they start pointing out things like why is this a problem i don't get it so like that's that's kind of an environment you're gonna have like you know what i'm saying i don't know how how to weed that out you know what i'm saying unless we become the majority there's no way to weed that out
2: yeah because it's what it boils down to because (laughs) dina just said st john's had the same thing over masks at their last board meeting. so it's it's always going to be something and i feel like you know the the other side or however you want to term it but it's really anybody that is scared that's what it is they're afraid they don't they're afraid of the change they're afraid of and what when we talk about white supremacy i know people hate to use that term because it seems so like Gosh, that's not, like, how dare you call that white supremacy? But a lot of these are components of and tools supremacy. and strategies of white supremacy. Yeah.
0: Like, we have to be very like honest Robert and intentional rules. about that. Like Robert, <laughs> Yes, I talked about
1: It's the most
0: white supremacist stuff I've ever seen. Like, it. like, what? Ridiculous. Why are we still using this? They used to make us have to... Like, this is how they use to, to quiet as, you know, press us before. Now we're using this in, in an environment that's supposed to be safe for us. That's like, a
2: great example because we keep doing that with various things. One being our curriculum in schools. Yeah. We've how, Like, how do we not want to empower all of us to understand our origins, our history, all of these different things? So what that basically tells me is you're afraid of people like me, people like you, learning about you know the true origins of our people and our bloodline, and that is mind boggling to me. So it's like you're going to find that one or two things to latch on to to say, I have a problem with that. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that, because that's what people always say. It's nothing to do with that. I'm not this. I'm not that. It's because of that. It's because of masks. It's because critical race theory hmm. shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. And, and so they grab those bullet points to say. But what I hear is it's okay for you to have to sit through roots and and feel the way that you felt it's okay for us to learn about thanksgiving and pilgrims and all of that which we now know is untrue it's okay for people like me to have to watch the alamo and be like okay this doesn't seem as like gung ho as everybody else is right that's okay it's okay for us to have to listen to that and to learn that and to sit with that and then have to go home and be taught the real stuff by our families but it's not okay for the actual truth what of, of what we know to be true with evidence well to be taught i, th- I feel like you know I'm what this like,
0: you know what critical race theory sounds like to me in grand ledge it sounds like having done something like you and your ancestors and your mom and dad and your uncles and aunts have done something really really bad and then you have to sit in the classroom and you have to hear about that bad thing that they did over and over again and that's what they don't want I don't want to sit. in. I don't want to sit in a room and hear about my ancestors and how they did this thing, because for me, I just want you all to forget it. This is when we talk about accountability, like with the the mayor, the current mayor. Now, Mm -hmm. I want to move forward, forward thinking, forward, Mm -hmm. progress, forward, forward, forward. And we're like, wait a minute, dude, you ruined many lives with all the stuff that you did prior. We're not going to talk about that.
1: Yeah, and exactly. so that's really
0: like sitting him down to say, nope, this is the type of conversation we're going to have. And as we come out of this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see whether or not I'm going to let you move forward or not. And that's mm-hmm. just a part of the process nobody wants. And that's what Grand is yeah. like. I'm not going to sit in a room and hear about what all my ancestors did to y'all. Because then that's going to make me feel some type of way. My stomach's yeah. going to feel some type of way. Well, and, how you think <laughs> we feel knowing we know you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I
2: think that's important to understand. Like, I remember as a kid learning about like, you know, you learn about Thanksgiving and all of that. This is that. And, and when I was younger, my parents did the whole like turkey with the hand thing and all of those things. Um, I can literally remember. I didn't understand why my mom didn't like it. Like I wanted to, <laughs> I was so little, I wanted to like wear it to like dinner because I thought it was cool and cute and I didn't know. And I was really young, probably like seven years old. Um, but we made... Um, Indian vests with like the headgear is what we made. And I remember my mom just being like, no, you're not, we're not doing it. No, she didn't explain why though. I think probably cause I was too young. Now I know why she's like, no, but like they weren't going to take on that fight to be like, the school shouldn't even be teaching Yo, you nobody that. Nobody took true. on like, fights. Nobody took know. on fights
0: as I was growing up. I didn't know that even activism was a thing in no, the eighties. I can't Did you? Yeah, I didn't. I, I mean, my, the biggest <laughs> activist in my world that I knew of was, Michael Jackson mm-hmm. I mean you got Muhammad Ali and whatnot but like that part of Muhammad at that point in time he had gotten you know he was like old and out of the mm-hmm. game nobody was paying attention to what he had to say anymore but Michael Jackson now that I look back on it I was a little activist because I used to sing all of his songs
1: There you, see, I didn't know you though just didn't know, as but... today
0: like you know most like a lot of his black and black or white like album like all of those albums were very very politically charged i didn't realize that
2: but maybe you did why do you think i mean maybe i
0: did i don't know because i I mean nah. because when i was growing up it wasn't really no racist i didn't feel like i lived on the south side everybody was i mean we had the little people like everybody yeah everybody was just normal it wasn't like you know like the little white kids on the block hung out with all the little black kids and the little mexican kid hung out with everybody just hung out with each other really what kind of was the thing was like like, you know, it wasn't no race thing. Although, I mean, I'll be honest with you, though. There was two white families, and I've talked about this before. There was a white family that lived on my street and one that lived on the street my school was on, where the young girl that lived there told me, both of those girls told me that their dads said they couldn't date black kids. And we was only, like, nine. But I didn't I didn't understand that at the sure time. Because my dad dated all white women. Like, my dad growing so up, you like, didn't even he, understand I didn't that understand was. why that would be a thing or none of that. You know, outside of my mom. I don't, you know, my mom and uh, one other girlfriend that he had. All of, all the other women were white, blonde hair. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like interracial relationships didn't. It was just normal in me. So when they said that to me, I was just like, "That's weird." Like hmm. I don't even think I put any thought process into it. It's just like well, you don't I'm,
2: put the two and two together. Like I
0: probably said is. something like, "I ain't want you anyway." You know what I'm saying? I was nine you, when I you're
2: little like that. You don't think but about that's what it I'm in a saying? So way. I wouldn't have been
0: listening to Mike Mike Jackson like. Yeah, yeah tell your parents this <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying it don't no, matter I, if you're <laughs> black or white because I, totally
2: <laughs> I didn't know like the, the family down the street that wouldn't me, me and my my friend my one friend on the whole entire black um she was black i'm mexican and I, I we didn't i didn't know we never talked about it amongst each other maybe she did know i don't know but we never talked about it but they, they weren't allowed to play with us and no. and the way they told it to us was like a very like get off our lawn type thing for us like, as we're not- kids <laughs> i was like i know okay. i think
0: about it for us as kids it was more or less we we split off into who could come outside or not mm. like you couldn't come outside like like they some certain parents were like if i ain't home or oh, they always yeah, had no. rules around them being able to come out to play and that's how we garnered our friends yeah, like this group of friends can, can be out we got bikes we go play and i i can't even think like all of my friends was always mixed and i my one of my my best friends on the block was a white boy named dustin dustin dunkle he probably watching the show still. We, I mean, we always talk about how much fun we used to have as kids. But awesome. like, that was one of my favorite. My best friends was Dustin, little white boy from across the street. He only came when his he split time between his mom and his dads, and he would come when he was in like summertime. And we'd hang out the whole summer, and he would leave back though, to where that he was had those from. Experiences, but his, I, I had yeah. those
2: too. Like I grew up on, when we moved. We we lived on the north side when I was younger, and it was a little different, but the east side kind of has always been like that. The east side, yeah, it's always. It's always, and I I spent my, you know, like probably, what is it, fourth grade all the way through like freshman year Mm -hmm. on the east side. So it was just, I mean, whoever wanted to hang out, hang out. But Mm -hmm. during that, I've told you that as far as activism, I still don't know exactly what it was, but in solidarity with the Cesar Chavez movement, I did not eat grapes until I was probably in like high school. Because it was a huge solidarity movement with all of the migrant workers and my mom. That's
0: why you like grapes now. You be slamming I know, grapes. I be
2: slamming them now. I didn't, I, we were not, and, and we I'd didn't, we wouldn't person. even eat them at other people's houses. My mom, like, made, she sat us down and no, watched no, no, the no. the Grapes of Wrath. Like, she was so serious. Like, I have people that tell me, like, do you remember when your mom sat us down so and given made us watch that, that video? And I'm like, yeah.
0: Given that knowledge, how do you feel about the performative nature of Cesar Chavez Street? and? <sighs> And that whole situation happened. Like, how does that make you feel?
2: I mean, it's really upsetting because I really feel like they missed a huge opportunity to honor someone in something that is so powerful and so deserving. Like, people do not understand the fight to get Cesar Chavez, like, recognized for the work that he did. Like, he put his life on the line for the rights of these migrant workers. And that still ripples to this day. So, for the fact that it was even a question... And it was being a conversation like that. And then, you know, it was kind of tossed back and forth. And I've heard the stories that Verge kicked it out and put it back in, et cetera. But ultimately, he signed it in. I, I literally was there when he made the decision to be like, we're doing it. Let's go move forward. That's it. One of his it, last the, acts Yep. Encounter. This is the right thing to do. Let's do it like that happened. Well, he
0: said he's got to do it
1: before. he leaves.
2: Yeah, I got to do it. And I agree. He, you gotta do it. It's and important. then Andy
0: was up there screwing a the screwdriver. When
2: I, and this was before that was before anything. we even
0: knew he was propaganda at the but time. But do you
2: remember? I was so upset. I was like, <laughs> "How dare you!" Like he's up there, like, and I'm like, "You had nothing to do. Like, can you not?" He had his little black coat credit.
0: on, and yeah, hate, but nobody knows. I, so, I mean, nobody here. pays attention. We gotta get to our guest though. Yes so without i do
2: tina without
0: further ado <laughs> you don't have no trouble buying grapes you buy grapes it'd be pissing me off because some grapes you bring like four of them and the rest of them rot in our fridge not, true. That not is anymore true. not anymore i just call grapes like where they um they're the nat bringers like they're <laughs> nat they're nat. uh maybe because
2: i feel a little guilty she's <laughs> slightly <please>. guilty <laughs>
0: all right so do you have your uh write-up that you yes, wanted to? yes i do
2: i want to all right so we are going to bring our guest on now We have Linda Keefe. So Linda Keefe is running for at-large city council, and this is in her own words as told to Lansing State Journal. As an Ingham and Eaton County commissioner, I've served on boards, including Michigan Works, Capital Area Community Services, Clinton In- 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 Eaton Ingham Ooh, Community chewing. Mental Health. That you're was hard. That one.
0: You're all right. You almost choked on that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pat your back, babe. <laughs> I'm
2: so sorry, y'all. It's Eaton oh. and Ingham right after another. That that messed me up. So it's Clinton Eaton Ingham Community Mental Health. Whew, got it out. And Tri County Office on Aging which have given me the opportunity to listen to residents and get their input in solving challenges. My bachelor's degree is in psychology and I am currently a substitute teacher so that is Linda Keith I didn't know NHL. that where are you
0: substitute at?
3: Uh, most recently holds high school Oh Holt high, sorry, most recently, Holt high School, there oh, you go. Nice, okay. It was actually more as a resource person, okay. uh, because of COVID. So be in the hallways, make sure everybody's masked yeah. up and everything.
0: Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. good. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank I you. appreciate you responding and, and getting back to us in a uh, good time and saying, hey, I want to come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we had the pleasure of meeting you earlier today. You stopped by just to make just see where it was and everything. So I love that. Uh, you know, I get it because like America is, uh, we were in a closet. We first were in our kitchen and then we moved to a closet at the village at our nonprofit and then we got this space now. So uh you aren't the first person to say, Hey, I wanna see where I'm coming to. So that was cool. You got to come in, we yeah. got to meet you just for a quick second, talk through some things. Um I gotta ask real quick, what made you want to run for Lansing City Council at large? What 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 was the draw to putting your name in the hat?
3: Well, actually I've been uh, waiting for an opportunity. Okay. And uh, so actually, I found out like on Monday, I guess, mm-hmm. I, that Kathy Dunbar was running for mayor. And so I had like 24 hours to get downtown and, you know, sign an affidavit to run. Um, yeah. Politics has gotten in my blood. Gotcha. Uh, and I just I've always just wanted to be in there so that I could be a voice for people that, that don't really have a voice awesome. at the table.
2: Well, tell, go back a little and tell us a little bit about yourself, just kind of your background. Yeah, you got a your, list you know. of
0: things that you've done already. Yeah. You've already won so so many uh, elected positions and you've been in place. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Sure.
3: So, well, I'm from Rutland, Vermont, originally, and I moved here uh, for Cooley Law School. Okay. But I'm really more of an activist than attorney material. So um, I left after about a year and then. I, I ran for office and won my first election. And what was that? Ingham County commissioner. That's wow. what I was asking. So oh, okay. I just
0: learned that about you earlier. I'm sure it was all written everywhere. But uh, so the job that Durell Slaughter holds now, you had, and I think Sarah Anthony held that job. Verge Monero held that job. Yes,
3: I was with Verge back okay. in 97 and 98. Oh, okay, on the and okay. Commission.
0: Andy Shore held that job. After me. Uh-huh. So there's like a, oh, after you. Okay. That was after you. So there's like a, a pattern here of, uh, i don't know politicians that have kind of started there Mm -hmm. it seems like what's the what was the draw to starting there i always wonder this and maybe you'll tell me the truth
3: oh (laughs) well i would you know when i was talking to people i wanted to run for state representative and that's when lynn martinez was in office and that was before i think that was even before term limits i forget what year that was passed but anyways they said no Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it down. Maybe, why don't you run for county commission? And people had um, gotten me in touch with who I consider my girls, Steve Manchester and and Bob Alexander, as you know, has passed. But um, he helped me on my first campaign, Paul Pratt, um, Pat and Mary Lindeman. And uh, people just really came forward from the community. As my friend Steve likes to say, um, she didn't know that she couldn't do it, and she did it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: so, was okay. it a long shot, and who would you run against in that, that race? Uh, that was
3: Pat Gallagher.
0: Okay. I okay. feel like I've seen that name before. Uh, so, what was that like, I, I guess my question is, like, how hard was it? Did you feel like it was difficult to get in then, or, like, did it, did it kind of seem easy to just flow in that spot?
3: Compared to this race, that was a cakewalk. Really? <laughs> really. Because, I mean... First of all, the district is smaller, and I'm a person that will knock on everybody's door. Yeah. Okay. And it was a small enough area. And then I did have people that would campaign with me, like Lynn, because we had, you know, overlapping area. Um, I'm forgetting her, his name now because it's been a while. Stuart Dunnings, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was running for his his first race for prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So
0: in that situation, it was more or less a team effort kind of. Meaning mm-hmm. that when Stuart knocks the door, he talks for you and mm-hmm. then vice versa. This yep. is the and ticket in a smaller
2: all, area. Yeah, yes. this
0: is kind of the ticket yes. we always talk about.
2: Yeah, it's it's like a team effort, like you said. It, it gives everybody an opportunity to talk about themselves, but also someone else. Just in case there's no overlap and you can't get to that door, maybe somebody has
3: talked to them about you already.
0: So then you stayed there for how long?
3: Well, just the one term because um, then Alfreda Schmidt ran against me and she had been on council for 25 years. Mm. And Um, or however many years, they're four year terms, but (laughs) anyways, um, she had 200 more absentee ballot votes than I had. And so she won.
0: Wow. Um, And then where'd you go?
3: Well, then I worked for, um, let me see, first Michigan Environmental Council, which was a great experience. I worked with Lana Pollack, former state, um, Senator. She's, um, she created the polluter pay law.
1: Hmm. Which I
3: think may have been already repealed, of course. <laughs> but nonetheless. Um, but she didn't she was a real women's rights advocate and just a great great woman and good mentor.
0: And so yes. then you went there and then. And then you League got of Women
3: Voters. But I couldn't run because they're nonpartisan, so I couldn't run for anything. Um, oh. Are you still involved okay.
0: with them? Or no, you're not now because you can't be. You can't now, right yeah. At this moment, gotcha. but, right. so, I mean I
3: guess I can be a member, but um,
0: Right. Yeah. And so then next thing up was you went out of county and then went right. to M- county. my county. um
3: uh my husband, um, we moved. well we eventually got married. He moved out there and he was a firefighter.
0: Oh really? Here in Lansing?
3: Yes. No it was Keith. My well, Michael Lewis. Oh Michael, Michael Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Oh. Keith I I had this long hyphenated name, Keith Lewis, and then when I got divorced, I just, I You're just like, I'm just oh, going. Okay. I just took the Lewis. Back. I don't know that name, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, he was. It was he um, would have retired in what 08. Oh, okay, oh, wow. that was well
0: before about my that. time.
1: Yeah,
3: but he had to file a lawsuit to get his job.
0: Oh
1: wow. Jeez.
3: Yeah, because he's, I mean, like he's maybe a couple inches taller than me. Not a real big build. He was a wrestler in high school. Really. And so he was very strong. And even his brother Dick was on on the on the force too, but they wouldn't hire him, and he filed a lawsuit. And I think this was around 1985. Oh wow! Wow! And then he he got he got on.
0: The so what force. was the? I mean, I guess what is the reason? What was the the reason for it? Did um, he apply a lot and didn't get in, or did he feel like it was? You know,
3: I don't even. We didn't talk about it a lot, and it was way before I ever you know met him because I moved here in '90, fall of '94. Mm, okay, and so. And then we met in the end of 99.
0: Like, so i guess what i'm trying to what i'm trying to figure out is what what was... i
3: think it was his size because yeah. oh, okay. that's what i got i okay. don't know i don't know that so back way. in those
0: but days yeah that was a big I was deal gonna, he, i was gonna say
3: back in those
1: he days He had to be over visually... six
0: foot and everything else to be a fire like all the old timers are all six foot and over and like big husky dudes. Now we know and white they're all that too so i was that's why i was asking was the qualifying oh. things uh-huh. like you know I don't know your husband, so I was thinking, was he a black dude, Louis?
1: Oh, no, he's a, he's, he's a white dude. <laughs> oh, that's why I was asking, like,
0: I don't know, Lewis. that could be.
1: He's yeah. like, how do I ask? Yeah, how do I ask you if you
0: had a black husband? Like,
2: racial related. That's
0: important to know, though, I think. Like, that's good information for America. I
2: caught that at the end. Oh, I was yeah. like, wait, okay, I got it.
0: Breaking now. news, Linda Keith had black husband <laughs> that filed a lawsuit against LFD. I swear, <laughs> I,
2: like, saw that headline. But then when you said he was a wrestler, I'm like, I bet it was, he felt, that you know, type of thing where we're not going to hire you because we think, yeah, you know, but hey, well, he did get the
0: job. That's good. Did he do all yeah. twenty five years and retire? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah. wow, that's good awesome. to see.
1: <laughs> well, it can happen there. for some. Yeah, good.
0: Um, so then you left there. You went out there and you said you you took a job out there.
3: Yeah. Well, or um, not took
0: a job, but ran for office out there.
3: Yeah, there was um there was an open seat, so I um, so well, I first ran. And I didn't win. But the fellow that did win had a heart attack and died three weeks later. Oh, wow. Gosh. So they had to appoint someone. Mm. And it was a Republican board. And they appointed Sue Butler. And um, But I ran against her. And I won in May. Mm. Mm. And that was before the filing deadline. So four more. So I'm Democrat number four. And four more Democrats ran in November and won. So we took over the board, the Democrats the oh. first time in 169 years. So then we oh, had the wow. eight to seven.
2: So that was like a special election that yeah, you that was were the, in, and then the regular general election. Yeah.
3: You know, it was funny too. The woman that um, she just she she ran and she decided then she was going to go to Florida. I didn't run against her because she and I were on the CAICMH board. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess I, sometimes I'm just too nice. I should. Do you know what I mean? like
2: Mm -hmm. in retrospect you're like i should have ran
3: against. i should just yeah yeah (laughs) but then i ended up winning but um and i know at some point we're gonna we're gonna talk about windsor township and this is probably a good segue into that yeah Yeah. sure just tell us about i mean that was the
0: headline that was what people talked about i think that's when your name kind of blew up and i yeah i think you came on blm we didn't know about it at that point you came on blm's uh town hall and then after that it was like like the next day somebody wrote in to to lsj or somebody like she should not be on this council because you have to die so i i this is your time to express what is true about what they said or what Mm -hmm. the context is behind it this is your time and
3: i appreciate this opportunity i have not had this opportunity when um the lawsuit and the harassment and everything was going on. I had an attorney, Tom Maher, uh, from Foster Swift, and I wasn't allowed to speak to it. And then after, nobody's interested. After yeah, the, mm-hmm. you know, after yeah, some
1: worse. Um, um, I just
3: did sort of a um, five things here, just things that I wanted to touch on.
1: Okay. And just
3: yeah. and for me, I have to have bullets. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. Um, so when Sue. So, so Sue was appointed, and then so she's running against me, and on her yard signs it says retain Sue Butler. Well, that was inaccurate because she was appointed. She was not elected. Mm-hmm. And, a, you know, a friend of mine, he's like, oh, you need to tell tell Jeff Souter, who was the prosecutor at that, t- you know, tell him. And I'm like, it's fine. You know, I'm confident. I, that I go door to door. I'm not worried about this. And he, mm-hmm. he just made a deal, and I'm like, okay, fine. So we did. And I think that may have been – they. They never the, – it's partisan. I'm Democrat. They mm-hmm, were all Republican. Yeah, they never liked me even when I was a county commissioner. And I went to their meetings because I wanted a line of communication. You know, be, I wanted to know what's going on in the township, and they should know what's going on at, at the county, and I'm representing them. And mm-hmm. But they just never liked me then, and they – oh, they sure didn't like me when I, <laughs> when oh, I, I, I was it. elected. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Sue probably ha- – ha- you know, had an X to grind about, you know, it seems like a little thing, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I feel like I know where this is going. It always starts with a little thing, though. No, I feel like I know this is going. I feel like
0: I know somebody who's been through something similar, but I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. So yeah. that, that the yard sign situation, I see you got bullet-pointed payroll issue.
3: Yeah. That's
0: something else they talked about.
3: hmm So it's like, where do I start? First, let me start with the fact that my predecessor was the clerk for 26 years she did not use the computer and the computer itself was can do you remember in the late 80s early 90s these boxy things Yes, mm-hmm. that's what it was oh, the only gosh. thing once in a while she would save a, a microsoft word document on a floppy disk and throw mm. it in a drawer and that so she never had the payroll it was all
0: in her head kind of thing
3: yeah and on paper yeah um yikes i mean when i had to do the well let me get to that But with payroll, I was entering people into this program as Pontum Software. Other uh, jurisdictions use a better program. But Mm -hmm. I think tonight, you know, when I was thinking about this, I think it's just because one thing, the computer was sold. Maybe it couldn't even handle the software. Mm
1: -hmm. Because
3: I would enter people's names and addresses. And they had 95, well, maybe 90 altogether employees. But with the firefighters, there were like 80 Mm -hmm. firefighters, Mm -hmm. which got paid $9.40 an hour. Mm which
0: yeah that's crazy yeah
3: and they only were paid like once every six months and Mm. i pulled a statute out you know you're supposed to be paid every every well twice a month at least you know what i mean so first you know and they weren't doing that so then i started doing that but anyways it was just so difficult i was on the phone with pontum all the time multiple times per day i would enter in a bunch of information the next day it would be gone Mm. oh no so this is what i'm dealing with and they they never helped me they they did not like me my deputy clerk went out of that township one day in an ambulance because that environment was so toxic Mm. and with me i just had to be a teflon pan and let it bounce off you know it was a four-year term and i won that election fair and square And, you know, I was just trying to do my job. So
0: what I was saying, what I was saying is kind of how I understand this is because you told you talked about the environment that was out there. They didn't like you, didn't want you. And they were every that was everybody. And you were like the implant that nobody wanted there. And, you know, that different political background and, you know, so on and so forth. So everything you did, I'm sure because of the makeup, let me not let me not defend, but let me just say what I'm seeing is that you came into a situation that was already, you know, you're behind the eight ball on it. And then they, and then they targeted you like everything that didn't go right. And so do you know the person that wrote in? I know that I seen like there was an actual individual who wrote in this, this did like situation. an opinion piece. Yeah. Do you know who that was?
3: No, For, like, I think I, they wrote to the see... city pulse. Oh, I saw that. Oh, Todd Haywood. Was it Todd? Yeah. H-
0: that was the person. Okay. And do you have a history with that person?
3: No. And, um, I don't know, I've it he what he was saying is Judge says Keith unlikely to to do a good job on counsel. First of all, Jeff Souter died in twenty sixteen. Mm. So he oh, oh, so he's recounting something
2: that he said prior to his death
3: or well he was taking it off. He was saying that Jeff Souter I mean, it's one thing if Jeff Souter said she's not equipped for for township but he's he's saying something in 2021 right <laughs> yeah and yeah. attributing it gone, to a judge years. who passed away mm. five years i ago. really and he also said that he tried multiple times to contact me and he did not yeah so that really rubbed me the, the wrong ways
0: city pulse is rubbing a whole lot of people My the gosh, wrong way. They good said, lord so i want to point i out know they quick. don't discriminate now it's everybody I, jeez okay oh <laughs> started with city pulse and- is not racist they don't like anybody
2: they have no respect for anyone so real quick i just wanted to clarify so todd haywood was who wrote the story yeah the person that they quoted, um, their name is Jay, Jay Bergamini. 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 That's the judge, that's that's the, okay.
3: Oh, she, she's an attorney that was just rallying these oh, gotcha. constituents to file a lawsuit. Oh, okay. And so her. the
0: conversation in the Pulse or whatever this person wrote in was that you weren't basically... Anybody can run for an office and you, and they were trying to frame it. It seemed to me when I read it was that they were framing it that you just want it, but didn't know anything about the job. And, but, but what you're saying is in defense well, of yourself, is that this point you knew about the job, but they didn't have the tools there. And then as you were trying to get it all together, this tools were malfunctioning on you, but then also they're recording your every mistake that's happening because of these faulty tools. And this is what's come out.
3: Right. And on payroll, once i had everybody in the computer because the other clerk was doing everything on paper like if they had aflac i had a stack of sheets like this oh wow um uh, doing w-2s at the end of the year it was um yellow legal pads mm.
0: it,
3: and i had to oh wow! Some, yeah it,
0: so did you just want to say you know what <laughs> this isn't it for me Unless you can get me one of the newer Macs that's like the colorful Mac. <laughs> remember they came out with the colorful Mac. Yes, you could have got one of those. You can't get me a colorful Mac. I'm out of here.
2: So I do want to say something too, because that article, I want to say about that article, it was messy as hell. It was messy. That That's what I will say. The the article, it wasn't even a situation where they, it was, there was like an attempt on it being like an objective article about anything. Like they literally quoted the person. And the, I remember reading the quotes and I'm like, that person doesn't like her. Like oh, you could no. yeah. just tell by the quotes that they quote because of the way that she was verbalizing things. Yes, that's um, not professional. How they not professional about at you. all. I thought it was ridiculous. And then it really, again, you said it as like somebody wrote in, which would almost be better. No, they wrote the story and interviewed the person and framed it that way, and it literally sounded like somebody—you know—when somebody does like a letter to the editor. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it felt
0: like. That's what uh, I thought it was. No. So you just said that I thought somebody just like in their like that's in what- their smoke-filled living room, like cats running all around, they're angry. <laughs> And they're all bitter, and it's like, I'm writing this letter against Linda. That's why I was
2: like, hold on. Todd Haywood is a reporter. They always and say that I'll anything
0: that goes to the like, Pulse oh, is like a hit job. So if you're in there, you know somebody out here don't like hit it. Job. That's really what it is. It's like, let's figure out a way to, to, to kill her career. Let's send it to yeah. the Pulse. They'll put it out. So just know that, you know, I, you're here. Now you got a chance to clear it up. So there's other things. You said the audits of 2012,
3: 2013. So I'll let you finish. Right. Um. So... Just so your, you know, listeners.
0: Is that the W two form on that yellow paper right there uh, from back in the day? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> she brought them with I'm her. The,
1: legal, y'all. <laughs> the original.
3: <laughs> I'm the legal bad. <laughs> that was just notes about minutes. How Sue Butler refused to sign the minutes because she had to sign oh. them before I could publish them, nice. and that was just all types of. It, yeah. So, but um, the audit. I was given these these old green ledger sheets.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, my. A stack Those about
3: so- this big in no particular order. Oh. So I called um, a local um, accountant, uh, Randy Chappelle, um, to help me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I brought, had so the way it's set up, there's the township office and then there's the library. So we went into the library. There's no seating area in the township office. Anyways, so... They had a a little quibble with that, and they called Eaton County Sheriff. Oh wow! To have the sheriff himself come, well, they sent a deputy. The deputy took Randy's briefcase and searched it, violated his Fourteenth Amendment constitutional amendment right to privacy. Oh wow! And I was just mortified. I was just like, I felt so bad. I invited this poor man to help me out, and
0: wow. So it sounded like, I mean, That's I don't, I think you got it all out. We
1: kind of yeah. get the, <laughs> People you know, so I, get wanna the idea. Idea. I get the <laughs> idea. Like, I mean, Claretta
2: came in and said, I'm sorry that happened to you, Linda. Thank you for sharing your <laughs> oh, side. Thank, yeah. thank and you. Thank you. Tanisha Claretta. had come in and said, very unfortunate. Um, Tanisha also came in and wanted to point out Cooley Law. She said, we are the best coming out of there. <laughs> That's right. But she That's also right. said
0: that she graduated from LEAP yes. with you. Graduated yes. Graduated from LEAP yes. cohort, yes. cohort together. Yes.
1: Yes. So
0: I, I'm just going to say, I, I'm glad that you were able to come on here because I completely understand what you went through there. Um, many, probably you know, do. I think many do, and it sounds like you were a black person for a couple of years there, and this is what happens to us when somebody don't like us, and when a group of people don't like us, they start to attack and they start to um, manipulate situations or um,
2: microaggression. Yeah, you know, and then and then write about
0: you and keep all this keep all this journal on you. Uh, there was people at my department that actually kept a journal on me. Like, why are you keeping a journal on me? But you want to use that at some point in time, you're going to slap that on the table and say, see, he didn't clean the dishes this one time or he didn't, you know, and this is the thing like, it sounds like what happened to you. And for anybody to come back now, how long ago was that that you were there?
3: Um, August 29, 2013 is the day they had me packing. (laughs) So eight
0: years ago and then, you know, it's like uh, this, this, this hit squad now comes out. It's like, oh, she shouldn't be you know, such and such and such. And we all know, like, you don't have to be much to be on council. I'm not saying anything about you, but I've seen people on council that absolutely don't need to be there. Uh, so I think you got a you gotta chance to, you know, to do it. And I don't think that's going to be, you know, that hit job they try to do is not going to be it. I think this interview is going to be more than that hit job City Pulse did. So absolutely.
2: just do good here. Just do good here. People can hear. Yeah, they can hear context. Context matters. That's a thing that I'm always real big on. Like, even if a, I don't care how sensational the story is or a headline, like, I'm like, I need to hear more. I need to hear all of the things because things like that. It's never just that one dimensional, one sided. It's never like that. There's always. And even though it could shake out, did I still feel like, okay, yeah, I mean, they should have been done. That should have happened or whatever. I still have more context behind it. And I think that that's important. So I appreciate you giving a lot of people can be
0: people can be bad. So, I mean, yeah, it is what it we is. We know
2: how anybody knows how it feels to be in a situation where you come into a situation, and like you said, you're already behind the curve in so many different ways. And if people that have already been there and they feel entitled to have an opinion or to be judgmental about you and whether you should be in that position or not, I can tell you from experience, if somebody feels like you shouldn't be where you're at, mm. it's like they make their mission to put you in your place. Yeah. And I say that as a brown woman because black and brown people get that like inherently sometimes people think you shouldn't be where you're at but it can happen to anyone if they just have like you said you know whether it's political party whatever if they feel like you shouldn't be where you're at they're gonna try to put you in your place and
0: yeah so um moving forward i guess i think we're done with the Windsor township what happened what came after
3: that yeah after that well let's see in that same year i got divorced Ooh. and so I moved, a good thing. I moved back to ingham county i live on the south side all uh, right near, okay right near crystal ray church yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah. No.
0: so you know of the issues that are going on in the city i think that you you probably being from the south side you you probably f- uh, frequent the same areas that we all do as far as food and groceries where you get your mm-hmm. gas and mm-hmm. everything you don't go all the way out to Oakham is to get gas i'm sure right <laughs> so you understand the dangers that are going on in the city um as an elected official on council at large, what type of things would you put in place? Um, you know, I guess let's get to this. I said, let's ask this question first. What? Do, how do you feel about the five officers that were they were hired just as of recently? Do you feel it's performative or do you feel like it's an act of change and something that we needed? How do you feel about it?
3: I feel like it's going in exactly the wrong direction, the opposite direction that we want to be headed. Yeah. And it makes no sense to me. And it's very, it's actually very offensive.
0: Yeah. I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was kind of I offended feel, too. I feel, I feel, that, I feel, you, validated. I feel that you,
0: yeah, I feel validated now. No. I mean,
3: have they not listened? No. To anyone? Anybody. Anyone. It's not just us. It's yeah, anybody. It's a lot of people. It's, so. it's
0: doctors. It's, it's lawyers. It's people who know. Um, I mean. It's data. It just feels that really, means. really, really like a spit in the face that you know that's the answer to what we're dealing with and especially coming off of the deaths of you know two young people in a park um that is is downtown central located and is that area is all over policed and that it still happened there mm-hmm. so you know for that to be the response but every response that's come out of downtown has been uh completely ignoramus to me it doesn't make any sense you know they're going to put um you know uh smart guns in the police hands because you know, police guns are the ones that are killing everybody, right? So we better put smart. Like it just doesn't make, and nothing that comes out of it makes any sense. And it, it's almost like, and I'm just gonna say this. It feels like it is um, intentional ignorance. Mm. It's not. It's not just that they don't know. It's almost intentional that you have. You like have not op- show
3: you. <laughs> it's not really like, an <laughs> yeah. I'll
0: show you. It's. It's more or less like, um, and you know, oh, this is this. This may sound crazy, but with everything that I'm knowing from talking to people who are directly involved downtown and out here, it's more or less to let, let them kill each other. I don't want to do anything to stop it. Like, um, you know, we talked about earlier while you were, you know, in the green room area, uh, we talked about how, you know, the police will show up on a shooting and a victim will be shot multiple times and because they can't name the victim or they, or won't name them or whatever, or name, name the perpetrator. Then the police just kind of like, whatever, you know, you won't name them. You won't help us then whatever, And you know, like this whole constant. So it's more like, you know, I've, ha- I've heard from multiple people who are in position to know that the conversation gets had at times to just let them weed each other out. Like they'll weed each other out. And it's like, nobody is taking that seriously, but everything that's happening out here is it all plays in the actions are showing that you put five officers and let's just think about what five officers mean. You know, you have like three or four shifts. I'm not exactly sure, but let's, let's say the fire department, if we hire five firemen, that's, one person per shift that's going to be able to work extra is that going to take the load off no is it going to make people safer absolutely not not to mention it takes like a year to get that that officer or that fireman acclimated to the Mm -hmm. surroundings and what's going on around here so no immediate issue or no immediate fix for the issues that we have and so um you know it's just it's just sad so i guess that's my my question to you is from your position you know, what would you say do, or what would you be uh, in, in on board for doing, or what's your plan to, to deal with that as a large member?
3: Well, I think one thing that would be very good is to have police officers that actually live in the city. And I mm-hmm. know, you know, constitutionally, we don't mandate that. I think there was mm-hmm. a Detroit case, whatever, but um, provide incentives. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. at one time, the city for employees was offering to help them with the down payment, yep. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, we need more yeah. things like that. Yeah. And I've always said we need to recruit, um, you know, in the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we need to do a lot in the schools. And I'm optimistic because we have a new superintendent and he has a pretty good track record. Yeah. But I mean, there's a number of things. But there's also the defunding fact, too, you know. And, and when you mentioned the five officers, it's like, well, hello. OK, I see five more legacy costs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
0: haven't fixed that problem yet. You know, now you're going to put more legacy. Yeah.
3: But um yeah, I mean there are I guess I mean I've listened to social workers late lately that talk about first off, we need a continuum of care and first off people need to get the health care that they damn well deserve. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um there's there's just and I would like to talk to people. Um talk to their the people that are being affected most by violence for mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah. Um, and just get solutions from people in the community, particularly people that are are marginalized. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get a voice. Um, I had one other thought, and I think it slipped away. But no worry, it'll come, back. It'll it'll come back. back when it does. Just <laughs> knock the
0: table. Um,
3: so
2: when you when she thought, when you talked about being like a, a offended at that. I think a lot of people kind of felt that way, too, when they heard about it. And it was for like, it was like a ripple effect. It was for different reasons because everybody has their approach or whatever the case may be. But this didn't seem to go over well with a lot of people that even have different ways that they want to approach, you know, policing and, and, and community safety and things like that. But something I wanted to point out, because you, you were talking about a year down the line, like we have to remember that we've had open positions in Lansing Police Department for both detectives and patrol officers for a very long time meaning money money nine money is earmarked there so money was already allocated to that they're open positions we haven't filled them and what the council and uh, everyone else was being told is that they don't have candidates for them so if we haven't filled those nine what makes us think we can even fill these five so it's like you literally come into this knowing that we don't have the candidates to fill the five even so how long is that even going to take so it's like performative layer on top of performative layers
0: where's these smart guns they told us two months ago they were gonna have it's all just about a headline bang let's hit him in the face because something dangerous and bad happened and it sounds good let's hit him with a headline and the people who are just waiting to have something to like We'll jump on board, and then they'll forget about it because the next thing will happen, and we'll come out with another headline.
3: And that's what I was exactly thinking before you said that, that it was, that it was a a headline. It's a
0: headline. Task Force was a headline. This five officers a headline.
3: Don't forget the money, the grant for the The $10,000
0: for the cold case was a headline. All these things, this is why I said. And
3: they're not moving on that, from what I understand.
0: They're not moving on anything, but $10,000 is nothing. I mean, Mikey McKissick, whose son was killed back in 2008, I believe, He's got $50,000 reward out for his, for his, the, the killer of his son. And his money. most of the people in the community know who did it. And there's a $50,000 reward out of his own money. Like, it's just crazy. I, I, I mean, so I don't know. I, I just, for anybody who still needs to be educated on this stuff, you know, it's like, I think that they're complicit in it at this point. Like, there's no question that all of this stuff is performative. We're in an election year. Andy is taking a beating because he's just terrible at his job. (laughs) That's just it. It's not, maybe he's not a bad guy. I don't know, but he's terrible at this job and he's taking a beating. So he's constantly trying to fix just the image part of it. Not any substance. There's no meat under it. It's Mm -hmm. just like a a crust of, you know, (laughs) dysfunction and, and all types of, but there's nothing under it. And that's, people are okay with that in this world today. You know, whatever performative, somebody can tell me to make me feel good. Like I can forget about that's a problem. That's what most people want. So that's why we need candidates they are going to come in and actually throw some meat down mm-hmm. and then hold accountable because this is something um elvin caldwell said well with the five new officers that's a chance for accountability because when those five officers come in and they don't do anything then we can hold them accountable and i'm thinking well four officers killed anthony Hulon in the jail and we couldn't hold them accountable for that so if people aren't willing to step up and take accountability for what they've done wrong Then there's all the opportunities to hold them accountable mean absolutely nothing if they're just going to say whatever and move on. Exactly.
2: And not to mention um, thoughts on that, too, is because there was no accountability and there hasn't been numerous things within, you know, the police department without accountability, there is no transformation. There is no change. So nothing has changed. You're bringing five officers in on an existing broken system. And then what? We should bring back
0: spankings because I always learned from the spanking no matter what if I knew I was getting my butt whooped you can guarantee I was gonna be the best kid from the minute I did what I did wrong and I knew I was getting the whooping till I got home and I always got it too that's one thing my dad was always if he told me I only had maybe five or six whoopings when I was a kid and but I knew I was getting it and it didn't matter what I did and so I always thought about it going forward and so maybe that's what we need to do like Maybe. take it back to the old medieval days
2: yeah
1: because i didn't
0: have to get too many whoopings no that whooping would it was change the threat. your mind yeah it was a threat alone I'm, I gonna that,
1: want that. I'm gonna whoop that ass if Wait, you, you was like, like okay it's fine, but, but if you
0: did something because you had to right it's like i had to get into this fight at school because the kid pushed me and i was in front of everybody oh, I and i couldn't just let him do that well you had to like make that you did think about it though like i know i'm gonna get a whooping if i do this but then maybe i better talk my way out but then my dad always told me Like, by his actions, there ain't going to be no talking your way out of it. If you do that, and I tell you, you're getting a spank, and you're getting it when you get home. And so it changed your behavior. But I feel like, you know, as funny as that may sound, that's really how it works, though, with people, is accountability. And that's the only thing that keeps us from committing crime and breaking in houses and banks and killing people and assaulting. Yeah, your heart is a little piece of that, but everybody's gotten angry enough to do, you know, to do something to somebody. And the only thing that keeps you from doing that is, like, I ain't trying to go to jail. But if there's no accountability all the way from the top down, even all the way down to council, not being able to hold them accountable. This is that strong mayor part that I, I'm just I like when Melissa Huber is talking about. If she got elected, she would want to move that move that away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love that idea. Like move away from any one person having that type of control. Yeah, and over the last incredible. four years, it's really been for the last four years for the president and for the mayor. For me, I've seen no accountability mm-hmm. and just people be able to just move and mm-hmm. and tie things up in litigation where mm-hmm. I'm going to do this to you today. But litigation is going to take seven, eight years. And by then I'll be gone so I can just do whatever I want to everybody. And I won't burden that, you know, like it won't be on Andy, all these lawsuits. That are out all here. right. He'll be gone four yeah. years from now. It's going to take right. at least that long. My my case has been in in court now three years and we're just stuck. I haven't moved. Oh. It hasn't moved in a year and a half. So it's just stuck. Mm -hmm. Right. And so more than likely, this process will take another two, three years. By then, if 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 it doesn't settle or if it comes to like a trial, he'll be long gone on to his next position. And this will be our burden to carry.
3: But in the meantime, that's always in the back of your mind.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's in the back of my mind that the city that the city. Well, you know, for me, I just I was just thinking about this yesterday. Like everything it really upset me that I got fired from the department. Uh, because they did it so brazen and out and out, out open and illegally. So and uh, I filed an ethics complaint, you know, just, ba- you know, the dude just straight lied. Like the, just, mm-hmm. the chief of police lied on me. He he fully fabricated and blew this whole story out mm-hmm. to be something that wasn't. Didn't have to and good. the city went along with it. And it was like a perfect hit job that, mm-hmm. because they knew uh, they, 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 they handed him this. Hey, just sign off on this. And then it just mm-hmm. went all the way through. And now I got to wait till September for arbitration. And in my mind, I don't trust the system. I can't even say that the arbitrator is going to be legit or that my case will be strong enough that I can get everything that actually happened out to this Mm -hmm. arbitrator to hear while they've got powerful lawyers up there to say, yep, he did this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. So it really upset me yesterday. I was just thinking about it. I was like, man, if I lose this arbitration, I just don't know at that point. Like I've taken enough up to this point uh and and I've stayed cool, calm, collected like I ain't went back to nitro. That's my nickname back when i was younger nitro <laughs> boom right i ain't done that yet yeah. but i don't know where i'll be mentally if i lose this because it was so wrong mm-hmm. this was. is like the Blast wrongest wrong. thing it's like the wrongest thing they've ever done to me uh mm-hmm. was this what right here what happened and i'm like i've been able to like take everything else in stride but this one is a tough one for me
2: yeah that's that imbalance of power it's so wrong but it's like you've talked about the it's better to you know beg for forgiveness than ask for permission And it's kind of how they're rolling. But what makes it so scary is our elected officials aren't even begging for forgiveness. They're not asking permission and they're not even asking for forgiveness later after they do wrong. So if that's even like layers of of like, what the heck is really going on?
1: Yeah.
0: And why Uh. I said that was because I realized that by time my situation is over, he'll be gone and my city that I love so dearly and don't want to suffer anymore. If I win, we'll suffer so i'm in a win i'm in a lose lose i can't i can't win if i win and get some settlement i still don't have my job i i you know i my city will suffer because now we have this amount of money that has to be paid yeah. so like there's no win here for me yeah, you know what i'm nice saying situation. or for us as a city uh but cityhood came in and said they yeah, have a question, question for you can linda detail her utility proposal to help people
3: oh sure and um I really developed that as part of uh, the LEAP One and All program. Mm. Um, Actually, um, what it is is there are eight other states that do this. It's a PIPP, Percentage of Income Payment Plan, because people that are at real low poverty level can spend, I don't know, like at least 30% of their monthly Mm -hmm. income just on utilities. Utilities. And you probably know Lansing has 17,000 shutoffs every year. That's Mm. like one out of six people Mm
1: -hmm. it's
3: just unconscionable and unlike consumers board of water and light does not take does not work with Liheap. and if they did there would be more funds uh, that could be directed towards those bills Mm. and but they i i mean i it just seems to me that they would be giving up a little bit of control if they did that Mm -hmm. and um I haven't been quiet about this and board of water and light probably does not like me mm. <laughs> if they're aware of what I've been saying, because I think it's time to move in that direction. Yeah. You know, and, um, so
0: basically what it is is that depending on your income is how much you would pay for your utility. Right. That's an awesome idea. Yeah.
3: And in th- the eight states do, they do it in various ways, you know, but that's kind of, that just is that's what you distill it down to that, and that way, you can keep the lights on, yeah, mm-hmm. And the heat on, you know.
0: And so, this so one thing I have a question of is: Do you have the power to bring that as a proposal? Being that we own border water and light in Lansing, so council could probably could actually bring something like that.
3: Council could. I mean, I don't think we can. I I would have to talk to the the you know the attorney. I mean, I don't think we can you know mandate it. Yeah. I mean I, But I, I'd have to look into the inters, intricacies of that legally. Yeah. But, you know, it is our, I mean, if it's some, there's very, well, I don't know if there's very few, but there's a lot of mostly corporate, you know, this is municipal, so Mm -hmm. we should be able to have to be able to collaborate with them and work yeah. to get something good for, because one out of four people in Lansing lives in poverty.
1: Right. Absolutely.
3: So
2: it is something that's it's important. important. Absolutely. So are, would it be something that would be on kind of your agenda and something yes. that would be important to yes. you if you, it definitely would be. Yes. 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 I thought I heard something. Oh, I can't see it over here. What? I heard, I saw, I heard the comment come in over there. This one. I, yeah. I didn't
0: see Did you it. want me to bring it up or. Um, no, oh, we you can didn't just read, read it. it. No, I didn't yeah, read because, it. Yeah, because, you like, know, we get the comments late here. We yeah, we so we try to, as we as we brought people in live, we've noticed that I, people will watch the comments and it, it, can, change, be really like, it can be distracting. Distra- oh. Like You're watching somebody <laughs> talk about what you're talking about. It's like, ugh. So we take these comments down on the screen. Uh, for anybody who's been in the studio, we keep our comments on the screen when it's just me and uh, Erica, but... We take them down and read them off of here. So if we're slow getting to it, sorry, you guys.
1: But
2: Yeah, but I think I got most of them. But um, I think Tina was commenting on our earlier conversation. She says the, the best for the city is bringing these things, like what happened to you, to light and changing how things are in the future. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a lose-lose in many aspects for the future of the city. And yeah. I will agree with that. For the yeah. future of it. Well, it's it the is, reason yeah. I'm doing it. It's, it's
0: exactly. like, you know, when, it, when I first came out with everything that was going on, you know, the people to try to discredit you is like, it's all about money. That person just wants to sue for what they, they want money because as soon as like the media reports on it, anytime you file a federal lawsuit, it's always $75,000 or greater. That's why it's a federal lawsuit as compared to a circuit court. Oh. And so when they see $75,000 in the paper, they're like, Oh, he just wants money. No, that's just a part of suing. And a lot mm-hmm. of times a part of suing you have to do to get people to be accountable for their mm-hmm. actions. It's not nothing more than that. Most times when people sue, they begged and begged and pleaded and pleaded for the change to happen. And then the, the corporation or whatever the entity is just mule up on you and you have no other option exactly. other than to sue. And unfortunately, suing, there is nothing else. Like I can't sue for a whooping because I would definitely sue for that. <laughs> like if I could sue and part of <laughs> that process of was a spanking and like you coming out and telling the world that I was right, that's better than money for me. Yeah, so I can't do that. The only thing yeah. you can sue for it's about is, options. is money. So it's,
2: it's, it's about options. And you know a little something about that. It's like, what recourse do I have? When you're being railroaded, when you're having these things happen to you, you explore your options and your recourses. And when the news and media reports on a lawsuit, they literally will just report on that lawsuit. What I would have loved is, you know, like you said, with that, even Todd with that article, they didn't even talk to you. They didn't even ask you to He's, provide, right. you know, what Can you give us some context to this right. so that it's telling the story? When yours came out, it was like, I would have loved for somebody to give us a call and say, hey, we're getting ready to report on this lawsuit that just dropped it. You've named, et cetera, et cetera. And I would have loved to provide them with all of the We can't. request I know. It's, it's in and, the
0: lawyer's hands. There's so much that nobody knows because uh, yeah, the lawyers but have it. It's like, you, just like you went through. Yeah. I'm sitting back. So I know effort. I'm sitting pretty. But I can't tell everybody like everything is happening, right. all the evidence is accumulated. But what I was saying that for was to say that ultimately the reason why I put myself in the front was to get that change. Like if if yeah. if five years down the road Andy's gone and he left this burden here, but changes happen, and this is what I'm getting wins every day. Like unfortunately they're they're performative in a way because like this alliance that was created and all this stuff they're doing. You know, maybe it'll turn out to be something good. I don't know. But it's because of my situation that is happening. I There's no that. question that this wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for me coming forward and the others that have come forward. So we're a little getting small wins uh, yeah. along the way with that to get change because that's what we mm-hmm. need. Like so.
2: And speaking about change, what so what are some of the changes? Like what are some of the things that are like top of the like in the moment we're in right now, which is a very odd one.
3: Right. Right. What are some of the changes you feel like are immediate that need to be done with the city? Well, certainly attacking systemic racism, which you know we pretty much you know been talking about. Um, I I want I hope it'd be nice if before there was even a lawsuit that an employee could come to that we have a safe place for an employee to come to to say what's going on Mm -hmm. because it's not human resources. No, (laughs) I'm
0: so happy that you said that. Elaborate for the people because people don't get it. I didn't get it. I always thought human resources like the 911 button for something bad going on, but it's not.
3: Yeah, I don't know a whole lot, but I just know in reading about one of the lawsuits, at least one of the persons went to human resources and it just made the whole situation situation worse for yeah. them. And so we need to, like I said, have a safe place. I don't mm-hmm. know how that's going to look.
0: I think it would have to be but, accountable to somebody other than the mayor and the city attorney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the human yes. re- human resources and the city attorney are accountable to the mayor and ultimately they they will, um, they it's almost like throwing the employee under the bus in order to protect what they believe is the bigger, the city, right? The city is who the city attorney is protecting and the mayor is protecting. It's not the employee. And so the Human Resources Department in the city of Lansing is set up so terrible, especially when these complaints came forward, because Nick Tate, who's now the deputy mayor, was the labor negotiating attorney. He worked in the city's attorney's office. So when you brought a complaint, you met with him and he like he's there thinking the entire time you're telling him what's happening to you, like, can we get sued for this? Like, how do I how do I make this better rather than like, how do I make it right for this person? And so that was the environment at human resources. Then it became just uh how can we protect the city from this environment? Cause there's multiple people coming down here now and not, not protect these people from this happening. So they don't eventually have to sue, which right. is the yeah. smart way to go. Yeah. It's more or less like, how can we keep them quiet or start devising a plan to get them out of here and Strategy. like turning them, like what happened to Natasha Atkinson when she started to complain and they just fired her, you know? So that's, that's yeah. that's the human and resources. some of way.
3: these are non-union. They're uh, yeah. well, at, at will, will jobs. But at yours
2: will. was union. Mine's union. Yeah,
0: but there's 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 issues with that too. Yeah.
2: there's uh, layers, there's intricacies.
1: Yeah. My union is up.
0: my union is I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, I got to go into arbitration with them right now. So I'm I'm big up mm-hmm. in them. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but up to this point, there's been no. Uh, I, I shouldn't say up to this point. Up till this current situation, there was no support from the union whatsoever on anything that I was going through. Uh, but really we have new union leadership. Right. We yeah. have new union leadership in there. Um, and so it has been different. It's been different. Uh, it still hasn't been what, what I've seen. Be. It's yeah. not what I've seen them do with other people that have had issues. Uh, but, you know, the, the grievance that they wrote was right on par. Okay. It, it felt good. <laughs> Which when I, I was read like, it. that's the bare minimum. But, yeah. But, I mean, the <laughs> I advocacy mean, that you I'm would like... hope, like, when you see unions stand up with their guy that's been done wrong in the news yeah. and stuff, like, that's what you would hope <laughs> to have. I don't know that we would ever get that just because of the setup. Like our union officials are also employees, so if they go too far out to help you, now they become a victim of right, it too. But this is all I mean. the systemic issues that you're talking about when those type of situations are set up. Like your protection is the people who, um, you know, could be actually doing the harm to you. That's that's a difficult process. So this is a, I guess we're kind of educating you too on what you need to do if you do get elected. Mm-hmm. There's these problems that have to be, you know, they focused on. And this is why I say, like, there's not too many people out here in the city, and I'm just going to be straight up to understand this the way I do. And it's because I'm directly affected. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because when I go through the world daily, I see everything that's done from all the people, all the relationships. A lot of people only see one piece of the board because, like, a chess board because like their, their situation is right, right. here. Okay. They don't see all of this other stuff. I'm watching it all so i just see all of the relationships the dysfunction in these areas that area um and so when i tell people like this is this is when they when they ask like well what would you do like if i was if i was the mayor or a council member i would know exactly where to attack like not attack but like the issue to attack and everything that i'm seeing from down there is just not it it's and, not going to And we help.
3: need more di- once we have more diversity and inclusion yeah. in those departments yeah it- Seems like
0: Well, so let me touch on that. Diversity is not necessarily the end all be all, because if you plant diversity into a systemically racist environment, what will happen is the same thing that happened to me. Or let's take the diversity aspect out of it and just like the hostile work environment you were in if you just get diversity and just bring all types of black people and you know, you know women and lgbtq into an area that's that's they'll just mule up they'll they'll come together that likely still
2: could have happened to you yeah they'll you come know?
0: together and decide they don't like this person and then they'll just beat you till you leave and that's kind of what happens if you don't fix the root cause of this mm-hmm. the this systemic issue of it more diversity doesn't help it so that's where you have to listen to the voices you know people are people are willing to talk on it but uh, are you are we people willing to listen? Is really yeah, a situation.
2: that's a big one. So what next? So we talked about you did you talked about the systemic things, which we had talked a little bit about, but right. um,
3: kind of what else? Do you- well, I got a question for sure. you. What
0: makes you the candidate for at large compared to your field that you're in?
3: Well, I believe because I've had experience um, as a county commissioner and on, on the various boards, Capital Area Community Services, you know, with all their low income programs. Um, I was on the Michigan Works Board, um, as I said earlier, CEICMH. I Um, I mean, I just have been, well, here's an example. (laughs) This is when I was a county commissioner in Ingham, and um, I worked for Haven House, Mm -hmm. Haven House. Mm -hmm. And I was on Michigan Works Board then, at that time. And we had a pregnant woman, I think she had four or five children, and she was pregnant, and... I believe her husband had a job but as you know you can have a job and be homeless mm-hmm. so anyways Absolutely. the way michigan works and i this was probably state legislation but the way they had it designed she had to get on a bus every day out looking for a job
1: mm-hmm. like
3: hello mm-hmm. i think you've got five little jobs for five little jobs already and yeah. she had one on the way i mean sh- she was like eight or nine months pregnant yeah. mm-hmm. and i brought that back to my that's, board. that's
0: equity it's not equitable
3: you know it's like Somebody might have thought this looked good on paper, but this mm-hmm. is yeah. an unintended consequence. You know, yeah. when, when you're dealing with it face to face, is Absolutely. kind of what you're saying.
0: Yeah. I get it.
3: Uh, let's see. There was a
2: couple of. Um, oh, that there it is. so this was i thought a really good question again from cityhood (laughs) city has come in i think they're right (laughs) off right up on you um Um, she
3: she interviewed me gotcha perfect
2: so she said um so since she's worked for two other government entities do you see how the city can leverage resources with other government entities to bring better resources to the community
3: well um
0: that sounds like regionalism
3: regional yeah regionalism and also i see people always say well don't apply for grants because you, you don't have you. It doesn't the job doesn't carry over. But I say still apply for grants. There's mm-hmm. HUD money. I mean, I informed our Ingham County people at the time that they could get Section 8 vouchers, which they weren't doing, and then they started doing that. You mm-hmm. know, and I just knew that because I had worked for Tampa Housing now, and I was really into the affordable housing movement. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, went to two rallies back in 1989. The first one was. In April for women's rights, and -hmm. then I got off the bus, and then I went to a meeting where they were talking about having a rally for homeless and Mm -hmm. affordable housing in November. So I took a bus to DC twice that year. Oh wow! So I'm I'm a hardcore activist. Nice.
0: Okay. So So, people wouldn't know that. No, it's crazy. Like when we we, start having a conversation, when when people whisper your name, they always just think like, I don't know. They just never. I think conservatives how they, but it's like that's nowhere near what you're saying.
3: And and the other thing, I was just thinking about this the other day, because um, it was torrential downpour again, mm-hmm. and the roads, and then you can't even see where to avoid the potholes, yeah. right? I was thinking, if I represented, a hun- whatever it is, 110,000 people, I can go to the Capitol now and say, as the governor says, fix the damn roads. Yeah. And I can also talk to people in Flint and Pontiac and mm-hmm. Detroit and say, okay. okay, you send a rep too, and we're all going to lobby yeah. together. Yeah.
0: See, that's what we need—is new furious blood in there. I think we got some people that's been on council, and they're just kind of—they, I think they're too comfortable. It needs to be shook up. Like council is way too comfortable with each other. They got these relationships that they don't want to make each other feel a certain type of way, and so this just needs to be shook up. Like I would like all the seats to be overturned, to be honest with you. Every single one of them. That mm, there's—I think there's one that I'm like I right, because of who's going against this person, but. Um, all the rest of them, I think, need to be shook up because it's just Mm. that. People are just so comfortable. Like, you just talked about going to the Capitol and, like, any of them thinking about anything like that? Hell no. They're not talking about doing anything like that. Maintaining
2: is always a different situation. Yeah, maintaining is always, like, simple, you know, easier. Just kind of maintaining and... and When you're trying to, like people talk about incremental changes, we gotta make incremental changes. And I'm like, but at what point do we decide that we're in a moment where incremental just
3: isn't going to work, Yeah, you know? And when you, yeah, and now that you say that, I I turn the news on, uh, you know, the 630, just the regular Mm -hmm. CBS news. There's a fellow that was laying out in the sun in Palm Springs and the temperature was 119 degrees. He was out there with some friends, I guess. Mm The man died from exposure. He was laying in the sun for an hour. Mm. And I know people in other parts of the world have, if they haven't already experienced this, it's coming. Mm-hmm. But this is this global is America. Yeah. yeah, global warming. Yeah, and that's a
0: big hot ticket nobody's talking about either, but it's crazy. Somebody said in Siberia it was over 100 degrees. I, I don't know where we heard that at.
2: Somebody did say that, and I was like,
0: the I need Siberia data. I, I wanted degrees. them well, look, to send Google me a link. I will, because
2: I was like, are
1: you sure? You just picked up a whole I bunch of people. So, you just you picked
0: up what? a whole bunch oh. of people <laughs> with that conversation. But with that conversation, uh, two things. I'm going to take Farhan's down because I definitely want to bring this in. But with that conversation, Border Water and Light is owned by uh, by Lansing. And it's been conversations surrounding getting it evaluated or valued. Like, um, what do they call it? like a, uh what do you want appraised appraised uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. to find out what it's worth and then possibly selling it to take care of the unfunded liability and then other oh, issues that
1: we geez, got
3: oh, Pete.
0: So what do you think about that? Yeah,
3: about Absolutely not. That really? So oh tell me why. God. What do you think? What do you think? First off, the legacy costs are over here. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like what what are you selling selling a child so you can buy dinner for your other children <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> so are you worried about capitalism on top of BL, BWL or what, what would be the reason why so like what about financing a loan against it something like similar around those terms
3: i don't know if i like that idea either
0: that's i mean that's good to know yeah. i just I, I know that the conversation has been beat around because this unfunded liability strong. is doing this this is what the unfunded liability is doing all of the new firefighters that get hired after, oh, I think the, this contract that just came in, will not have post-retirement health care. Oh, okay. Meaning you did 25 years of fires and everything else, and you get out, and you're stuck. And that's and the,
3: when you damn need it.
0: And that's when you need it. No, that's okay. It's perfect. <laughs> this is what we need to hear. But this is when you need it. So this is what the unfunded liability is is now turning the negotiations in 2021 into mm-hmm. that they're negotiating that out. Right. So that there is no more unfunded liabilities. So mm-hmm. it takes away, first of all, two things. It takes away um, a 20, a, a person that works 25 years in a dangerous environment that a lot of times that stuff creeps in after yep. that fact and you're gone. This is a problem with that. Everybody doesn't retire at 65 in a fire department. If you start at 20, you're 45 when you yep. leave.
3: I and now you it. have yeah. no
0: insurance. So this is a problem when we're not dealing with the unfunded liability. And the only thing we can say is take it away from the newcomers or whatever the case is. That's the first issue. Um, the second issue is it makes the job undesirable. I would not sign on right now as a firefighter knowing that I got to go 25 years, beat my body to hell mm-hmm. and you know possibly have cancer that won't show until after that. And then I know I won't have insurance and my pension is going to be lower and so on and so because you know the cost of living increases doesn't really affect the pension so you see what i'm saying oh absolutely we have to attack it somewhere so is that's our biggest our biggest asset is bwl so i know that it's disgusting to think right because we're like no i don't want to get rid of it but think about it from this perspective and i'm just i just want to get your perspective on it uh we're moving away from you you know you're you're big on the um you know you you talked about the climate control and everything Mm -hmm. like that um i mean we're big on that aspect, but Border Water and Light is actually damaging the climate. It's damaging the ozone layer. It's doing that. So can we move towards some type of different energy? And if we did that, if we put if we focused on, you know, renewables or something different that's not affecting the ozone layer and, and all of that, then BWL twenty years from now is not gonna be worth anything. So like sell it while it's still worth something or get get something out of it while it's still worth something?
3: I think we, we should keep them in whip them into shape bwl yeah um there's a group in town lansing environmental action team leet mm. and so they're on all these issues and they go to all the meetings i went to some of them um they are the board of water and light is investing five half a billion dollars in a natural gas plant that's not what we need yep. and that's what a lot of residents don't want and right. we need to educate people because the only way to, to to in my opinion the only way to change things at that le- policy level is to pack the room yeah and yeah. and, and you, you have to go in week we'll after week
0: yeah yeah
3: and I mean, that's how we got a sustainability manager finally, mm. Mm. you know, because Lansing has a climate action plan that they passed a few years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, I remember them.
0: They haven't done anything on it I, or with it. it? I
2: haven't seen yeah, I don't
3: think. Except, but now we've got the sustainability manager, and I did learn recently Johnson and Johnson controls, and they they did this. I think about the Inmanian counties as well. They come in and they make changes, energy efficiency, and mm-hmm. it. Pretty much the program, your savings pays for the changes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's you know it's a good thing. But
0: so whip them in shape by how? Like what would be your well?
3: What are some things that
2: could contribute to the to the issue?
3: Well, I don't think I don't think we should move forward that's with tough. the five hundred million dollar natural gas plant. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm. Exactly.
2: You would want to halt that.
3: Yes. Definitely. Foremost. Definitely. Definitely. I think the
0: last evaluation of BWL was somewhere in that range. Like that's what it was worth. So they're building something that's worth what their that whole setup they have now is worth. It's that's not moving us progressively forward. It so it's direction, a big waste. Yeah. yeah, it's a big waste. That's I mean that's that's, my, that's, that's,
3: that's not just my opinion yeah, either. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of people's opinion. Yeah, so I, yeah. I that's
0: that's something new we learned about you, that that's important to you. And I haven't heard anybody talk about that up to this point. And a lot of people I know some activists that are really big on that. Hugely. Uh that 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 uh that haven't you know, we don't hear too much about it. Um
2: They're struggling for that education that you're talking about because people hear little things here and there, like on a national level. um, But it's always how much filtering down and water down it gets by the time we have the local conversation and often, um, you know, climate change or anything environmental. A lot of times that just doesn't trickle down to local people literally don't think about how it affects the, the local side of things. So I think that's an untapped area that there probably is a lot of people that are wanting to know what people have to say about it, how they feel, what your ideas are regarding that. We saw it um, on council. I can't remember what was going on, but do you remember? There they, was were like naming,
0: a... they were naming uh, somebody that's to supervised. the board and Brandon said he asked her her age and, and basically was implying that she wouldn't care about the futures of the city because she was too old to... I don't too, too oh. old to have to live oh. through it, so it was it was oh. real derogatory. You shouldn't have said it. It oh. was.
2: And the strategy behind it, the thought is like, okay, you 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 might think that, but like, are there better ways to kind of figure that out? But yeah. uh, what surprised me? Oh, was, no, was like, how
0: old are you, or something like that? And it was like, oh, is the, the back legal. No, <laughs> <it's>
2: no. not <laughs> <laughs> He got yeah. He Carol
0: got, <laughs> Carol made sure to stop the whole program to say, Hold "Carol on a minute. was like,
2: wow, well, how dare
0: you? Yeah, how she said she
2: was like, wait a minute,
0: me. She was not
2: having it. And I was like, yeah, I feel her, but after that what what I was I got what he was trying to say but it just came
0: off terrible
2: and people jumped on there though I was we were really surprised we were like whoa what is this we like had to go look at the rest of the agenda because a lot of people were going on there to talk during their three minutes about this whole global warming climate change and this or that it was very very important to a whole lot of people I'd never seen it
3: before maybe it was League of Women Voters because they were they were out front and center are you going to get that endorsement you think Oh, they don't endorse. Oh, they don't endorse. They're it's, it's, it's public information, though.
0: Oh, yeah. oh so they'll say, yeah. like, okay, I got
3: you. So they'll just yeah. give
2: general information out about so, it. So okay. question came
0: in from a possible new mayor. Farhan says, what would you do differently if more black employees file discrimination suits against the mayor? What steps would you take to protect them from retaliation?
3: Okay, that's a big one. What would I <laughs> do differently? If, if, Farhan. Well, well, we know retaliation of, well, has happened. So, not what's a going, yeah. what's going on? We know yeah. how it's from been council responded seat,
0: to. Yeah. What would you do?
3: Well, first off, I would I mean, part of what I talked about earlier is that people have a place to go to to talk about um the problems that they're having uh, right. from other coworkers so that it wouldn't reach that that point. Um uh so I think that's a starting point. Um, and I think hopefully your case is settled. I think you could have a lot of good input Yeah. on this. Wouldn't, you that, know, be all, wouldn't that be When you're able awesome? to speak freely. Yeah. And, um,
0: well, I've spoken freely. I've said way more <laughs> than my attorney wants me to say, honestly, because it's yeah. like he's seeing it from, you know, he's got his job is to get the biggest dollar amount. My job is to change the city. And so I've said he's a lot like, more than I should be. Yeah, He's always calling me like, you shouldn't say that. Don't say that. You know, it's like, but, but if I say this right now, we'll get the biggest impact and change. His, his job is not for change more, more so it's for, you know, that's what a lawyer is brought in right, for. Right, right. So,
3: yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers, but it's definitely a huge issue that I do want to address. Um, I think also working with council member uh, other council members um and and the general public i mean people have important views to share and ways of doing things and Mm -hmm. so i mean that's sort of an underlying theme to be able to talk to community members
0: yeah And all community members, not just ones people feel comfortable with.
2: And I guess that speaks to the whole, you know, kind of doing it differently, um, is that's not something that we're seeing. I mean, we are at face value because, again, we talk about headlines and what things are perceived to be is, you know, some community members are being talked to, but A... Um, it's not in a way
3: that is very equitable as far as who's being talked to. Right, and I'm talking about marginalized Um, people. mm -hmm. And I once made it into a congressman's office with a group of homeless families because they had traveled Mm -hmm. from Tampa and St. Petersburg to uh, to D.C. And so it's important to me that people are heard. And I understand the obstacles that people face in trying yeah trying to be heard
0: heard. so one thing i think um i mean i can i can take from our current environment of the council and ask you how you would react we had a fire chief i don't know if you were on this council or if you even watch council uh probably about i don't know probably two months ago maybe a month and a half ago come on council during council in the three minutes they get to speak and a fire chief from lansing fire department came on and spoke about his current situation of being discriminated against marginalized and uh, the harassment that he felt that he was going through at this moment, he came on council in front of the mayor, city attorney, all of council instead. And we've heard absolutely nothing about anything having to do with it.
3: I, sorry, i'm sorry i'm well i'm glad to know about it now but i'm not aware
0: of that so with council's abilities are you aware of help. the yeah. yeah are you aware yeah. of the um oh the so you're invest- saying
3: they didn't do they, no they, they
0: didn't, didn't do anything, anything. he do anything. was
2: Nothing. on there to ask for help, he, for help. yeah okay. he was asking, asking like asking what can help. you do uh-huh. i i'm going through this now etc cetera, etc cetera. and that was
1: Lans- that was like a month ago Lansing's yeah. fire chief
0: yeah a fire chief a you know fire- there's multiple fire oh, chiefs
3: oh, right right got he's again, under, I got under you.
0: fire chief okay uh but he's been very open on this show and other places about his issues he's also got a lawsuit right now Oh. Okay. but he's also dealing with it as he's still there as I did and um and and he came on council I guess my question is to you are you familiar with and I'm I'm not saying you should be because a half of our council didn't know but the investigate the investigative abilities of the council to investigate a department yeah they can't investigate the mayor's office but you can definitely call a chief in and say hey we need to hear about what's going on with this scenario
3: that's excellent then. so is that something that's that an you, avenue that i yeah. would definitely employ and encourage other council members right. to get on board with
0: yeah because we've not seen uh you know one um official come before the uh council since they brought chief Telefero in front of them to um discuss his budget and really just tear it apart. And so Chief Taylor Ferrell was another one who has a lawsuit against the city because he was being marginalized and, and treated a certain way. And so there's this pattern I'm saying that they know their abilities and I, you talk to the council and always say, well, we don't have investigatory abilities against the mayor's office. And nobody really does. You ever either almost, if you're feeling some type of way out of that place, you gotta sue. There's nowhere yeah. else you can yeah. go. There's nobody that there's can no, call him in to no say, options. hey, you're doing people wrong. It's like the president. You, you know, know,
3: and what I think would be cool, and, of course, it takes some time because of all the lawsuits, but to get all of you that mm-hmm. have had lawsuits on a panel and talk about this.
0: Oh, it could happen. You know, <laughs> It could happen. I mean, most of what we've gone through has been chronicled on this show. So, I mean, uh-huh. people can pull that out. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that's really interesting is that, I don't know if I should say this, a lot of what the city is doing is not going to play well for them in court it's there's there's no reason to do all this if what you're saying isn't if what you're denying is real like if you're saying there's no racism anywhere i don't know what they're talking about then why are you why are you going on a two-year-long campaign to fix something that ain't there so everything that they do there's been a report that just came out from MPHI that basically straight stated that you got racism in all your departments rampant and we need to fix it so when that's all coming out and they're ordering all this up but then still denying it denying it in public it's not a good look, you know. And,
2: and if you don't know what MPHI, it's the Michigan Public Health That's Institute. That's what I was going to ask yeah. And what okay. they do is um, it's all data-based and evidence-based. Okay. So they gather statistics, et cetera. So they, when they come out with that, it's a report based on statistics and evidence so is um, that coming in
0: being widely shared in the media it's no. not yet not it's yet? not yet nor do i believe the media will actually i don't turn it that way that. they're not going to talk about it that way they're going to say oh you know there's all these things he's fixing not all these oh. problems they have that's you know and, the media and i think it's, been...
2: i think it's important to name why um a lot of this conversation is very relevant for any candidates because this is not something that is uh, obviously going to be a quick anything so everything that is going on right now all these lawsuits is going to be going on when every single candidate takes office again or get, either gets elected or gets re-elected this so is
0: we all need to going know to, how people are going yeah
2: to it's very it. very relevant right. and that's i think that's very important to name because people have to know as they're going through this right now that this is now going to fall on council's lap and and whatever mayor is in office's lap still because it's going on um well, then
3: any of the um Any of the lawsuits that have been filed, any of those, any and all of those departments should be investigated. Absolutely. They should
0: have been investigated up to this point. That's the thing. They're not being. And it's really, it's really crazy because how are they not investigating, you know, the only... Issues that you know you have, they're not investigating. Let's look everywhere else. Let's look everywhere. Else. They're insulating oh, it. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's look in the parking division. We don't want to look. Oh, let's. I, I heard there was an issue in the parking division. <laughs> maybe possibly. We don't need to look in that fire department though. Hey, nothing over here to see. You know, that's kind of how it is. But I actually do have the mayor's uh, racial justice and equity alliance strategies and and what they talk about. And um, uh, this I don't know how public this went. I have it. Uh, so I don't know, I guess we could link it in here so everybody else could have it. Um, but I'm going to send it to you, Erica. Um, I'm going to have to text it to you, okay. but until that point, I'm going to,
2: so a couple of, uh, quick questions came see. in that are really good that you could probably answer fairly quickly. One is, so your, your proposal, you have your program, um, regarding the utility assistance. Um, Daniel came in and asked how would that program differ from what we currently have in place, which is the Michigan Low Income Home Energy Assistance, and I actually know the answer to that, but okay. that, how does yours, you know, how, how do you feel like it's different? Why did you come up with it when there's something something in place?
3: Um, well, the reason I, well, I first learned about this through Planet Detroit, the newsletter, mm-hmm. and um, they talked about it. So I called them to find out, well, are you guys gonna do this? I was all excited, and she goes, oh, no, I'm just reporting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, okay, okay well, this is something we should do in Lansing. And then I did all the research and found out that eight other states do it successfully. And, um, they work with, for instance, capital area community, they you know, the community and my community action mm-hmm. agencies, um, you know, to distribute money. Um, but the thing is, Board of Water and light can work directly with lie heap to like, they could set it up so that, the person pays 5% on their electric, 5% on their their heat, and then the balance of that comes from the LIHEAP money, and that's, that's all our money. That's federal mm. tax-paying mm-hmm. money
2: that gets mm. funneled back here. So you're saying you want to just kind of change the process. So it would still run through LIHEAP. Basically, because mm-hmm. my understanding, the, the biggest thing well, I would, wouldn't have
0: to apply for it. It would just so, automatically. hit.
2: Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing. I think with LIHEAP, what a lot of people don't know is LIHEAP, the, the way it exists right now, the low income energy assistance. Um, it runs through S.E.R. and S.E.R. Is, this, is state emergency relief through D.H.S. Yeah. So I think that would be the biggest difference. And if you've ever had to apply for it, you have to actually be in shut off status. You have to have a shut off notice. Um, and then it's kind of that one time help. To, to get it so I think they are too and it, it can be That would be keep them
0: out of that process that's what it is. I yeah. mean I so I'm understanding it this way and if you're low income then you don't have to get into shut off status and then apply that money that's already there for you that would just would prevent, already be yeah, it was it, already it's be applying it on.
2: differently that though, makes a thousand increment.
0: percent right. sense yeah. so I know that they're does. not going to do that. That
2: does make It makes
0: too way. much sense.
2: Because it's using funds that are already there so it's just kind of reallocating them. And he's going to read
0: way. it he's going to have the paper in front of him he's going to be like Hmm, makes a lot of sense yeah. here. Uh, I like all this. Oh, never mind, scrap it. <laughs> what like, was Jesus uh, guy?
2: Oh, this is the one. That I I thought this was interesting. I want to know the answer to this too. City had asked, "What do you think of selling the regional airport?"
0: What regional airport? We have a airport here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna pay for that thing?
3: I I guess I'm. Re- I mean, I I can do more research, but my gut instinct is not to be selling things. Mm. These are assets. Okay. Yeah. So you to view them yeah. more as assets. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: we could sell, yeah. Uh, so um, I guess we don't have any other asset though. <laughs> so that's the problem. <laughs> so I mean, we have to get rid of something. We owe a billion dollars now. They cook the books now. Down to so now, it's election time. I don't know if you've seen the newest report. Uh Lansing State Journal did a report on unfunded liability, and now they got some new person that came in and said it's only two hundred and thirty-four million dollars now because of all this great work Andy's done come on it was 760 billion million dollars because when he was trying to steal retirement health care yeah cooked it up now all of a sudden (laughs) over the last month and a half it's down 500 million dollars down to 234 million dollars now is what they're saying uh it's just there's different numbers there's there's like the actual amount that it is and then a projected amount and so what they're talking about is the actual amount in my opinion i don't know this for a fact but i know They're projecting out with how many employees, how long they'll live and everything else that this is the number and it's 700 something million. But then the actual number of what they're dealing with right now is not nearly that big. Right. But we only have two assets, really. And really, Capital areas Airport is not really an asset. The BWL is really the only asset that we have that's worth anything that anybody would care to have. And so that's the only, I mean, unless we're going to, I don't know, sell City Hall building to like the Radisson maybe to expand or something. I don't know. But
2: you're saying as far as even those two, that it wouldn't be necessarily in your strategy.
3: Well, because typically with a municipal utility, the, the cost to the consumers, the residents are lower than it would be from a corporate. Farhan gotcha. says the
0: last time I used the Lansing airport was when I came to America. <laughs> that airport is for the elite. <laughs> yo, that is true life. Yo, only people go there get dropped off in Benzes. Yo, like nobody can fly out of Lansing. That's what I'm saying. Unless you're flying well, like one of those cheaper flights, like Allegiant. Or one of those that like only flies from there to, to Orlando or there to Minneapolis. Right. Nobody can afford can- to right. catch a connector oh, in I'm, Detroit. Absolutely. So I wouldn't. Yeah. I've done it, at it all. once,
2: <laughs> once yeah. for, for work, and it was like a fluke. Nobody could believe that we, no. we found that. It was no. like, well,
0: yeah. Uh, so Cityhood, hold on. Cityhood says the airport is very comparable to Chicago Midway. Look at how much it sold to private investors. See, we got to find some type of way, and we're going to give something up. That's why I keep saying. We have to give something up because we can't continue hiring people that aren't going to have health insurance after they retire. So you got to figure something else out, especially for like, you know, servants like, you know, uh, well,
3: I've got one. Go ahead. Raise what? the wages. And, Ooh, that, and then, then they can put then, that money into it. And yeah. then we have more tax, a That's bigger true. tax base. And when you raise the wages people can go out and support the restaurants i mean hmm,
0: raise wages yeah <laughs> nope, sounds too good we're not doing that either
2: i love how you crumpled it a second time that's andy that's what he's gonna do <laughs> do you need more paper yeah
1: I know. Paper
0: everybody's everybody's in the room telling them that's the thing that's the thing he's like eh, you know it just looks too good there's got to be a problem i don't know about
2: Um, So something, because this is a very relevant conversation right now, and um, it came in, and it's a long one, so some of it had to do with talking and kind of comparing to Chicago, which started a really good conversation in the comments, but to generalize it, and I think a lot of people are going to want to know this from you, period, but regarding like violent crimes, gun crimes specifically, and right now in this moment, we've seen a huge uptick, you know, what do you think and what do you have in mind to deter, to address, you know, things like that? Because that might still be relevant. I,
3: hope, I mean, I hope it's not. It will be. But it will be. By November? Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think we, well, I've said that we need to have uh, town halls for youth. I think we need to, I mean, I don't know if that's the best forum, but that's what comes to mind is sort of a town hall to get people, and have it at a time when it's reasonable mm-hmm. for people to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe just talk in community, just go to communities, go to neighborhoods, talk to people. Um, I know I don't have the answers, but I think it it, it takes everybody. I think you have to the right tackle answer. this.
0: I think you have the right answer. I think from your perspective, you have the perfect answer. You're you don't know the answer and you're going to come get it and trust it when you hear it. That's the perfect That's answer. That's
3: going to chill up my spine. I have to tell you. That's the perfect <laughs> answer for me.
0: I don't want you to sit here and tell me because you don't know. I know you don't know. But you, you're you willing to go ask somebody who and does that is very, and then implement.
2: Yes, that's so important because the second part of that is talking about Chicago who that did invest, you know, because people think I have the answer and this is what's going to work. And so they invested, you know, all this money and they didn't see, you know, any effect on that. And again, Lansing not being Chicago but that's the thing is nobody knows that single answer, and maybe that's not the one answer. It's Mm-mm. probably it's got to multi- be multi
0: level. Yeah, it's got to be multi level. They took it away. Multi level. We didn't have this type of violence back when I was younger, but we also had all of the other things that we keep talking about. We need back. So that's that's the answer is that is to listen to people and really take information in, and that's what this council and our mayor just doesn't do, and they don't they don't listen, and and they go to. It's funny to me when we talk about neighborhoods because the neighborhood associations are not the ones shooting each other, right? The neighborhood associations are the homeowners that live in the neighborhood. They're the ones that want you to bring them dirts for their for their plant, their flower gardens and everything else. The people who are that are having these issues or that are becoming victim of the issues are not going to neighborhood meetings. So where are you going to go to get that information from? You know, there's places to come, but then they don't feel comfortable coming there. So then invite the people in that you feel you know, comfortable is what they do. And that's just not going to be it. Like, you can't go to the churches and the pastors don't absolutely have the idea or the understanding either. So, you got to get a, a multitude of people because church is definitely a way. God is, de- I mean, we understand that the churches have people that come in there all the time, repent, and then follow this life of God, you know, into the promised land and don't ever commit a crime again. That's fine. But there's multiple levels. You got to reach people where they are. And there's multiple different reasons why people are in the criminal world. If we ain't willing to listen to all of that and hear it all, then you ain't gonna never fix it. Because even if the the mayor and this council does what they think is right, you may only attack you may only attack one issue of the problem. So yes, you get the people who have drug addicts issue or drug issues off the street from doing it, right? But then what about the people who are just doing it for money? Or what about the people who are doing it out of anger? First, or what about yeah, the pe- you know? The there's all different these whatever, things. You got to attack it all multi level I don't have the answer for all gun violence. But I know I got a group of people that with the right resources, I can stop from doing gun violence. So then you let me help and then you let that person help and that person help. Mm -hmm. And so it's got to be a multifaceted approach to it. And there's no one answer, but there's lots of one answers around. You just got to gather them all up. So that's the right answer, in my opinion. When somebody sits down at this table who has never experienced that environment and tries to tell me how to fix it, I immediately write it off. Like, you might be able to tell me something about something else, but I can tell you that this ain't going to be it. Mm-hmm. I happen to know, you know, that that most of the people don't understand this. They either, you know, and I, I do personally because I've been involved with it myself. So I get that aspect. And then I also get what got me out of that perspective and what got me out of that, that train that I was on. So I get the whole process. And now I'm trying to give what I know to help me back to the community that I know needs it. And I just don't have the resources. So that's, that's really what it is.
3: Mm-hmm. But the more people that we can bring in, that's the more resources Absolutely. that we have.
0: And right now is the time. True. There's so many people that are willing to try to get involved. Uh, I'm really trying to wait and see people stay in power. Like since mm-hmm. this last shooting happened at Rotary Park, there's so many people have jumped up and like, I want to do something. Mm-hmm. And we see this every time. It's the, really, it's the way the village was created. Our nonprofit, the Village yep. Lansing, came out of a similar issue mm-hmm. uh, back in 19, and we stuck with it. And a lot of people don't. And there's nothing wrong with that. Life happens and everybody doesn't have all the time or the commitment that we put into it. But I'm really looking to see six months from now the staying power of all these people that jumped up. So I'll give whatever help I can to the people that are, you know, that are realizing this is an issue and trying to go forward. But, you know, people just got to want to really stop it. And they want to, you know, and, and a lot of times it's uh, proximity is really the people that that realize it's a real issue. If you're not if your proximity is not close, like you said, you live on the south side. You know, in that area over there, is not as bad. But you you have to frequent these places where this stuff happens at. It's going to be an issue for you. It's going to be something you think about.
2: Sooner than it would be, maybe for someone else, which yeah, is what right. we do see. For mm-hmm. somebody
0: that lives, like, right on the cusp of Delta <clears throat> Township and Lansing, like, in the nicer parts over there. Mm-hmm. It's not a big issue. They, mm-hmm. They'll have empathy, but it's not, like, uh, it's immediate not nature for them. So they're right. going to come and attack it a little different. So
2: Everybody that. is. That's the important thing. Everybody is coming from their own lived experiences their own vantage point their own strategy their own research Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important to have so many different people at the table and especially dissenting voices because everybody has a different thought process and even if you don't agree with it there might be something that you pull out of it because you didn't think about it that way because you were never gonna think about it that way and if you never think about something in a different way outside of your own self you'll never find good solutions. And I think people forget about that. It's like if you're in a that vacuum, mm-hmm. how do you find a true solution if everybody's like, yeah, 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 that sounds but great. But are they looking <laughs> for
0: one? That's my question. That's, yeah, Are they really true. looking for a solution because their actions don't speak it?
2: Right now, I would say no. I'm I feel like, no, but...
0: let me give a scenario that make did cross my mind when I think about stopping gun violence in the city of Lansing and how they attack it. It's like somebody's drowning like 10 feet offshore where I could probably walk out and grab them, but I call for a boat and a helicopter and I just walk past this canoe and everything else. It's like, damn, everything you need is right there, but you're looking for this big bombshell of it. Mm -hmm. Like I want it to be this helicopter comes in, Coast Guard drops down. It's like, they're just 10 feet off. Just go grab the person because they can't swim. And that's what I see the city doing because like, what's a better, what's a better headline than, you know, uh, you know, Helicopter comes in and saves young boy off the coast of such and such and such. Or I walked in and grabbed this kid and just walked him in. Right? That's right. that's it what didn't I'm saying. It didn't cost me nothing. <laughs> I just walked in, grabbed him, and brought it's him good, in. <laughs> and that's really that's really the idea. It's it's like,
1: use any resources either. like yeah, I just, you know, you got
0: people willing to give their whole life to stop this. That'll sit in a room for that's ten a hours a day for free to help stop this gun violence. And you're not calling those people to the table. That's that means you don't really want the problem to stop. Well,
3: that's what we need. And I loved your point about every, each individual has a little bit different perspective. Yeah. And we can yeah. all build on yeah. on sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're at 10 o'clock, so this oh. is our
0: time. It was a great conversation. I loved it. Uh, I would I do want to offer you some time. Uh, one question I, I thought was really good yeah, City to Hood, end out on. City Hill was helping us out with this. So I appreciate you. Uh, what do you love about Lansing? That's a good question Andrew. Great outro.
3: Well, as I always say, um, I love live music. And Mm. I think for the size of Lansing, we've just got terrific uh, bands and, you know, musicians. Um, When I um, left Cooley, okay, so I'm from Vermont, but I lived in Wisconsin and I lived in Florida. I went to school in Connecticut for a while. So I went backwards. I'm like, okay, so do I want to move back to Florida? No. Mm. (laughs) And then I didn't. I wanted to. I wanted to stay and I met people that I felt <clears throat> were so friendly to me just the way it was in Vermont even though my city was only 17,000 people, you know, and that was the second largest city in the state. Oh wow. But I just felt that that sense of I guess of community and, you know, friendliness from people yeah. and just good values. Yeah. You know, Lansing and, does have that. And so I decided to stay here. Nice. <laughs> nice. So <laughs>
0: that's that's interesting and i thought well i think something else that was really interesting to me is how connected you really are to the city because i don't think a lot of people know you or know that you like are involved with all these different groups or have been on these boards and everything else so i don't know maybe do a better job of getting that information out because I, I just think that you know uh linda keith's name is just like who you know what i'm saying and, and that's thank one you things. for
3: this for yeah. this opportunity and you know part of the my i'll call it a struggle is being in Eaton County for, what, 10 years, I guess. There might as well be a Berlin Wall yeah. between the two mm-hmm. counties, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And um, It's so called now, Waverly. Yeah. <laughs> basically, that's what it is.
0: <laughs> Except Lansing likes to go over that wall into Arbor but Point every once like, in a
3: while. But, yeah. <laughs> so, so there was a, a little bit of a disconnect, and um, frankly, I miss when I'm not a politician I miss being on all these sort of grassroots boards and mm. and knowing what's going on and knowing what's just even going on in the community and being part of the Power We Consortium you know mm. and, and and all that and yeah, yeah. so but, that's why I think this it's a good fit yeah. it's a good fit for me
0: so yeah. so but, let me ask you this real quick before we get off okay Kathy Dunbar steps into the mayoral race She opens up if that so that 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 widened the um the field up so far like what was it for you that that was the moment like did you not want to take on the heavy hitter of kathy dunbar who's the incumbent or what was that that just like was like i gotta get in here now
3: well i had just been waiting for an opportunity to run an open seat that means i'm not going against an incumbent yeah mm-hmm. you know and i i didn't really want to run against um Jeremy Garza mm. he's he's got a lot of Union support I didn't really want to run against him but I think actually it's better to for me it's more exciting to serve to know that they you're all my constituents yeah I'm not city. just looking at war two or what you know what I mean sure. Where I live yeah, yeah. I'm looking at, at the whole community and so it. I mean, I just instantaneously. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Once I found out that she was running for mayor, open seat. Okay, because I just I've been waiting
0: yeah, <laughs> for yeah. an
3: opportunity. Yeah. Like so, this, so, so that was the- that.
0: That question brings another question. Okay. Of what do you think about your second ward? And you know that you got. I think Zach. Oh, or what is his name? Zach. Why can I not think of his last name? A, Zandy. Z- Z- Nick okay. Zandy. Nick okay. Zandy. Nick Zandy. Nick Zandy. Nick Zandy. You got Oprah Revish, and you got Jeremy Garza. Jeremy Garza, as you said, kind of has this lock on it because of the union support. But that doesn't matter. I feel like it shouldn't matter as much. As what the people of the Second War believe. So, what what do you think? Oh yeah,
3: and I don't think it's a slam dunk for him by any means. And yeah. I know Oprah's. I've gotten her literature in my mail, and I know she's hitting it hard. And yeah, she comes across as a is a as a really good candidate. Nice. And, I'm I'm,
0: yeah. I'm hoping to see that swing. To be honest with you.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great. I think that's that was needed, and I think it's a her jumping in was definitely you know needed. And I think I haven't was a talking
0: fear, to yeah. Jeremy though. I don't know like. Is he even on council still? (laughs) It almost feels like that sometimes. But he's got the open invitation to come on the show. I I feel Um, like sometimes people believe that they don't need that platform because of what you said, like he's got the union. yeah, I don't need that. That's a big one. I don't believe that to be true. Not today in today's age. Even if you did believe it to be
2: true, I think that there's like a respect just for the community to want to have your voice and your platform out in the community and have that direct line, not just some in in the community. And whether you think you have backing, money, whatever it is, um it just kind of shows what you value and don't value
0: you know so we've seen a ticket pretty much kind of a ticket in farhan oprah and claretta duckett and so there's not a second at large person there have you had conversation with them about maybe you know your guys's views on things and maybe you do you have somebody that you're going to be kind of running with or kind of a line uh- with-
3: no no i don't have anyone that i'm not interested or just haven't with, had that conversation oh just haven't had any conversations
0: oh, okay. all right yeah, well gonna, maybe you got to start I opening know. that that up a little bit because mm-hmm. you're gonna i mean i think that everybody in this race against all these incumbents is going to need that there's one yeah. there's one seat open but there's a lot of heavy hitters and i think that it helps anyways to have you know people to go in and like you said you had before you know somebody the big the big person comes in and <laughs> and they sign theirs and like oh i got to I gotta hit Linda Keith too while I'm in here. You know, yeah. that type of thing. So right. I don't know. like the
2: idea. Right. I would. I what would, I just wanna know. I think you guys. I think you all should definitely at least have conversations with each other. And I've seen some really great conversations happen between some of the candidates and you know, even if they're not right exactly where they are, at least they kind of know. Um I think that's helpful because even when they're taught they you always people always ask you about other candidates. So I think it's good to know them a little bit more. Right. So right. Right. I think mm-hmm. it's a good strategy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on here Linda Keith and yeah. we look forward to seeing how things go for you. I think uh watching you no now watching you after having spoke to you, I'm going to have a whole different perspective and I hope the viewers do too, at least yeah. to open oh, up wow. their mind a little bit. <laughs> and,
3: Thank you very much. I mean,
0: much. it means <laughs> some, I like the first time I seen you on uh BLM i you know, I'm I'm, I'm in Coley there, so I was I was in the in the room, you know, uh while the the questions were presented and um I don't know. I didn't know you well enough. And then when I seen the stuff come out the next time, I just kind of wrote you off like, ah. Eh. And so this felt good to get a conversation and really know where you're at. And, you know, as much as you may not believe, so not having the answers can be a plus sometimes when you're open to getting the right people. That's what I always say if I was to run for mayor and win. I'm not going to go in there knowing all the answers. I'm going to get the right people to know the answers, though. So I'll ask the right mm-hmm. questions to get the right people in there. So I appreciate your time here. Yes. Anything else you want to say to the people?
3: Yeah. Oh, I just want to say thank you so much, you know, just for uh, tuning in tonight. I really enjoyed this. I mean, I just you know it's a little it's one thing to do a two minute blurb in a yeah. forum but then i'm thinking oh my gosh i've got two hours i'm like there's not even gonna be enough to talk about but obviously there was and yeah. there always is and you've made me feel very comfortable oh, good and, I did and so, so thank you very much Absolutely. thank you for coming great to All get right. to know you thank you everyone in the the viewing audience and please vote for me august
0: third. right awesome. on that's All linda right.
3: keith
2: running for at large lansing city council
0: So Wednesday, we have Grant Blood that's going to be coming on, also running for at-large city council. So we'll see how that conversation goes. Look for us, 8 o'clock on Wednesday. Also, remember that you guys can go to our www.com at America20life, our Facebook. Uh, We have Cash App up top right there. If you guys really love the show and want to drop Mm -hmm. something on us, also, uh, you can...
1: Advertise with us. Yeah. I know. Isn't it? It's hard? always
0: it's always kind of back backwards out remember, but you can I like I'm I'm actually sitting, yeah, as we're looking at it, I'm sitting on this side of the table and she my yeah, so it's, it's all a little odd. But you also can advertise with us up here for any of our upcoming shows. Uh get with us about our advertising packages. And that's about it. So we love y'all. Can't wait to see y'all back here Wednesday. Hope to talk to you and not about you. Peace out.